Hey, Johnny Bean here. This this is Johnny Bean. There we go. It is May 10th, 2022, 8.03 p.m. Eastern, 5.03 Pacific out here in Santa Cruz. And uh, you want to you, you tune in this Friday. You know why, Dane? Um, it's going to be an awesome Friday night show featuring. Yes. Featuring Fairfield Guitar Co. Uh, Lewis, Lewis Costa from Fairfield Guitar Co. He makes some awesome Van Halen replica uh, guitar straps, such as the one in the, in the card here. He'll be here and it'll, it'll be just an amazing show and a very, very cool Something very special for you guys that night as well that you don't want to miss. Right, John? Well, I came here because I didn't want to miss it. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be awesome, you guys. So so you have to tune in. Okay. If you don't, you'll really, really be regretting it. This will be one of those things you'll be saying on your deathbed, you know, where where you say, I should have done certain things. I should have had another child. I should have not cheated on my wife. I should have watched that episode of Johnny Bean from the Fairfield Guitar Company. I should have left a review on Google. I should have left a good review on Google. <laughs> <laughs> the reviews the reviews are plenty i'm just looking for a good one they got to fish mm -hmm. through thousands and thousands of you motherfuckers <laughs> <laughs> and that's coming from mama kuda that's coming from my mother it's yeah yeah that, that's okay all right all right where's where's the thing where's all that right. intro music 80s metal tuesday here it is Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. Wow. There we are. Dang! Metal. <laughs> metal. Yes. It's about you gotta metal. love the eighties metal. Yeah. Well, there's no other good you music. Just got to. <laughs> yes. All the other music is crap. Crap, I tell you. <laughs> it's metal. <laughs> it's metal. <laughs> well, it's always the, the Crosby, Stills, and Nash channel, I suppose. And, you know, there, there you go. Uh, W-M-E-H, all meh, all the time. It'd be great if David Crosby had his own, uh, his own, his own radio channel. On terrestrial radio, just you know, W M E H, oh man, where we play nothing but meh. We play nothing but my own music. Now, 
Now here's some meh hailing. <laughs> yeah, today's special guest, Joni Mitchell. She's like, ah, <laughs> oh, but Joni Mitchell's cool, man. Oh, uh, special guest. Wow. Uh, uh, you could have said uh, meh, Joel. They brought in Johnny Winter. <laughs> Johnny Winter, special guest. Wait, what? He's dead? When? Why didn't someone tell me? Oh. We got no guests. All right. We'll take a couple of calls. Uh, uh, you're on the air, viewer. I hate you, David. You're an asshole. Uh, next caller. <laughs> Call-in radio show with David Crosby. Oh. If you want advice on uh, bowel movement and uh, how to get a better one, now's your time to call in. Metamucil question. <laughs> we have a question about a prune whip smoothie recipe on line three. Uh, oh, go no. ahead. You're on the David Crosby meh show. <laughs> Metamucil. <laughs> Metamucil. Direct from the Laurel Canyon uh, <laughs> old folks home. <laughs> We're coming here from the uh, uh, Stormy Havens retirement home. Uh, where all of my fans, all the fans I have left are. <laughs> Ma'am, why don't you wheel over here and uh, ask that question? Because my hearing's not good either. You know, it was really cool how they all lived in Laurel Canyon, that whole group. But the Eagle's Nest, all those people lived in the same neighborhood up there in L.A. Literally you know, in a nest. You notice as soon as Crosby left, uh, the old but once the old buzzard himself left, the property value went up seventeen <laughs> percent. Neighbors hated him. <laughs> so your lawn is too long, there, Peters. Fuck you, Crosby. <laughs> I live here too. I gotta look at your lawn. <laughs> Speaking of lawn, keep your kids off of mine. <laughs> David Cassidy was living next door. From the Partridge family. What was he really? Yeah, I think so. He was right in that same neighborhood. <laughs> David mm -hmm. Cassidy's a cool guy. I can I can only imagine. You you move in, you're like, Well, I hope the neighbors are nice. And then you just see that face in the window. What are they what are they bringing in? There's a moving van here. What are they bringing in? <laughs> you better not cause a commotion in our quiet neighborhood. Mm. It's a nice, peaceful neighborhood before you moved in. There's the neighborhood uh, meeting there, right there. There's the neighbor. There's the there's the uh, the homeowners association of the neighborhood. <laughs> so, what do you think, Torg? <laughs> Those neighbors are terrible for us, Mister Crosby Sacknusam. They play loud music day and night, and they don't like you in your dress. <laughs> no accounting for taste. <laughs> I recognize a few of them. <laughs> oh, David Crosby, we hate you. Anyway, welcome everybody <laughs> to uh, <laughs> the Talking Guitars in 80s Metal Live. It is Tuesday, May 10th, 2022. We got uh, Johnny Bean at the board. We got 
Dane Zimmerman. I am bored. Right How'd you know? Now. Dane Zimmerman leaving right now. <laughs> just in time for his intro. We had Dane. There we go. We have a nice blue bitch on the wall. Blue BC rich bitch. I see some Swiss picks there for sale. Oh, nice. Those are great. At least Dane's store carries good stuff, even if he's not there to uh, to sell it. Yeah. The store is good. <laughs> should, should pop down there now while he's gone. If you've ever wanted to visit Tim's Guitars in Arizona, now is the time. And I mean right now, while he's like on a bathroom run or something. That talk of me on a musical got him going. Yeah. Literally, literally going. And uh, I am John Mancuda. Uh, did we hear from Paulie? Mm -hmm. not heard from paulie today i don't know maybe neanderthal will pop in later i do not know i hope so i have not heard from him today uh let's see welcome everyone i'm in the chat uh let's say hi first to our executive producers got to give the credit where it's due these are the people that keep the lights on and I mean literally the lights on, the ones in the guitar war and uh, <laughs> the ones barely over my head. Let's say hi to executive <laughs> producers, the big bosses, the ones that field the cease and desist orders, the ones that pay all the legal bills for all the fines we rack up, and we do rack up a plenty of them. Uh, executive producers, David Ennis, Vinyl Freak 5150, Mike Neese, Music Therapy Laz, Majestic PB&J Cat, Wayno, Steve-O, 5150, False Flag, Sherman Callahan, Andy Carson, Michael B, R. Habs, Warlag, The Chad, Lawrence Christensen, Linny Lou, and my little geriatric sex kitten, Mary, James Gum, Mary, is that you? Uh, James Gum, John Moronic, Paul Martin Woods, Stephen Franklin, Michael the Captain Smith, Thomas Santiago, Joe Christian, Jimmy Ray Hawkins, David Allen Wright, and Steve Carmichael. Steve Car Mitchell. Car Mitchell. It's Carvana. <laughs> Stephen Carmichael. Steve Carmichael. Yeah. Yeah. It's so that's it. That's the top tier of channel membership here on Johnny Bean TV. If you'd like to become a channel member, click that join button right below the 18, 19 thumbs ups. Thank you so much, you guys. Thank you, everybody. Thank keep them you. coming. Keep them coming, please. The yes. show doesn't get any better. So now's the time to drop a thumbs up on the video. This is the highlight of the show. It only goes downhill from here, I promise. Uh, let's see, my Joe uh, Joe Hervey eighty four, my Jew homie from Long Island says we miss Paul. Hope he's not retired from the show. He's such a fun host. He's not retired from the show. Uh, and thank you, Aging Rob. And um, no, he's not retired from the show. I, I don't know if he's uh, you know just either running. He should late be coming or... on any minute. Let me let me call him. I'll call him and say, hey man. I think All he's right, retired. Yeah, he might be. I mean, the man works. He actually works. Uh, you know. Unlike uh, Johnny and I, you know, <laughs> Paulie actually actually <laughs> does work and then comes on here as a labor of love. He already did like four hours of this this morning. Yeah. So, you know, for pay, for yeah. pay. So, you know, got to cut the guy some slack. If he comes on, we love him. And if he doesn't want to come on one day, uh, we love him. Mm -hmm. But either way. Uh, but no, Paulie's Paulie's not left the show or anything like that uh let's see in the meantime he did give me a lot of grief when he was in my store a couple of days ago because i keep calling him a, a schoolyard bully he's like man I ain't no schoolyard bully yes you are man you're you guys you guys still are on that <laughs> yeah oh gosh 
Yeah, he did step on a Chris Live Sawa says he stepped on a baby thorn. He didn't step on a baby thorn. He stepped on one of those tree branches that has like those four inch spikes on them. Really, really crazy, crazy spikes on them. And uh, really, really not, not cool. I saw that picture today and yeah, that didn't look good. Yeah, that's that's no joke, boys and girls. That's that's like a real pain, painful nightmare, and uh, not not cool, not fun. Yeah, and uh, obviously, yeah, out we, here in we, Arizona, there's some weird ass cactus that have needles, you know, sticking out of them. And we have little things in our grass yeah. in my front yard that are little thistles. Johnny probably has them too. I remember those. I I lived in Phoenix. I lived in Phoenix. I remember the cactuses with the thing, the the cactuses with the stuff that long. Right. You know. What was I going to say? Smash that thumbs up. Yeah. If you want, actually, if you want, if you want Paul to get in here, smash that thumbs up. He might Johnny won't let appear. Johnny won't let him in until uh, until he gets. <laughs> He's been backstage for like half an hour. At least fifty thumbs up. At least fifty <laughs> thumbs up in the first first half hour. I'm gonna say a hundred thumbs up. It's like calling Jambi, you know, on Pee Wee's Playhouse. It's like you know, mm-hmm. Jambi the genie. You know, Paulie won't appear until there's fifty thumbs up. You know. <laughs> so there you go. Let's in the meantime say that hi to. Let's say hi in the meantime. Who's in the chat? Uh, let's see. Keith Campbell, Robert Ranford, Billy Shelton, Cantry 55, Metal Hip Metal Works, uh, Joe Hervey 84, my Long Island Jew homie, CHS Custom Guitars. Hey, Craig, Craig and hey, CJ. Man. Now, Craig, Craig and CJ, uh, you know, Craig, for those that don't know, own CHS Custom Guitars. If you want a Van Halen replica or just anything custom, he makes incredible Van Halen replica guitars and, you know, super custom paint jobs, like the high end good stuff, you know. And uh, and he was at uh, at uh, Nesdal's funeral uh, with his son, CJ. And I'll, I'll talk about that in a little bit, but, uh, shout out to them. They're in the chat today. Uh, reach out to them if you want something cool. Uh, let's see. Aging Rob, uh, Kevin Bethel, Dan of New Jersey, Christopher live Sawa, Robert Ranford, uh, Laguna Palms, Thomas Santiago, Zach Thong, Murph Murphy. And yeah, thank you, Murph Murphy. I posted some mother's day pics on, uh, on my uh, my Facebook, for those that follow me on Facebook, I'll talk about uh, my Mother's Day with Mama Kuda and and this little guy here who insisted on coming. So we'll talk about that. Uh, let's see who else in the chat. Keith Campbell, Kevin Bethel, uh, Dan New Jersey, James G. Vista Light, nineteen seventy two, Tim Thomas. Aging Rob, Zach Thong, uh, Blackjack Guitar, Nightbot in the House, uh, Tim Thomas, uh, Wayne K. Furman. Wayne K. Furman. Thank you. Hey, Wayne. Uh, Let's see. Mike is himself. Uh, And thank you, man. Thank you, Mike is himself, who resubscribed. Thank you, man. Uh, Thank see, you, Gretch, Gretch Zeppelin. Uh, let's let's give a couple of special shout outs. Let's let's first um, wish uh, Janice Lala uh, a speedy recovery. She's she's sick right now. She has 101 fever. Janice is in the house or at least watching. 
And Janice lost her boyfriend, Jimmy, the other day. He passed away, unfortunately. So let's give our deepest condolences from all of us to Janice. Uh, we love you and uh, we're sorry for your loss. And we, um, we do hope that you yourself feel better, get better soon. Yeah. So, so sorry to hear that, Janice. Sorry, Janice. Um, speaking of sick, false flag, our very own false flag, as we speak right now, he is watching the show while he is getting his urethra probed. They're getting rid of his kidney stone, and he's got a oh tube up God. there. They're they're playing up his pee-pee right now. He, he messaged me before Ugh. the show saying, guess where I am? Guess where I am? <laughs> Oh, and, uh, he sent so, me a he sent me a, a picture. Please don't say phone. <laughs> Not of that. Oh, good. Oh, good. He sent me this. There he is. False is that his doctor? See? Oh, okay, see, we're not the same person. <laughs> there he is. Well, I don't know, Johnny. False if you take flag. off the hat, you know, your hair falls down like that, and you wear a mask. <laughs> that's that's you. <laughs> yeah. Hang on. Oh, yeah, that, that is that is me. There, see, there He's he is. Hair. <laughs> That's why Johnny wears the hat to hide that uh, luxurious hair that False Flag uh, sports. It's a good we don't secret identity. It's like it's like Clark Kent's glasses. And uh, let's see, Bozik says my Greek ass is late. And hi to everybody. Hey, Bozik, good to see you, brother. Hey, Better late dude. than never, my friend. Better late than never. Yeah, so False Flag is having his pee pee played with while he's watching the show. He's like, Doctor, can I lean over here to send some money to Johnny Bean? <laughs> Huh? Huh? I'm jackhammering your kidney stone through your penis. Can you just sit still for a minute? No, no, I've got to change the colors of the guitar more. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that, any super chats will change the, the colors of the guitar more right here. We got Ned. It's it's Ned time. Nedward right Van not, Allen. Not nap time. Ned time right there and uh if anybody wants to send in some text messages or maybe even call 415-952-3263 and we're live on facebook we have facebook stars and we're basically all over facebook exclusively van halen which again you gotta tune in this friday night to exclusively van halen it'll be an, an amazing show with lewis costa from fairfield guitar co and a very special bonus surprise for you guys special you, special boner what you you guys don't want to miss this you don't nobody nobody wants to wants to miss this i want to miss it he can miss it that's fine <laughs> david crosby will not be in the house that night um yeah and follow me everywhere thank you there All you right. go <laughs> there you go i would uh, love to see that though someday david crosby come on with us Oh God! I I want to I want to broadcast live from his <laughs> Can you funeral. Imagine? <laughs> no one no one will be there. It was uh you know I, I was at Nesdal's funeral. <clears throat> it was standing room only with people lovingly packing the room. Crosby, it's gonna be like someone's gonna walk in and and the the you know the priest will be like, are are you here for the Crosby funeral? Thank goodness someone showed up. Crosby funeral isn't this the Whitestone funeral oh that's the next room down the hall I'm sorry and you know yeah even the priest doesn't want to be there <laughs> wow yeah so you, if, um go ahead Johnny no nah, it 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 actually I wouldn't it it's not impossible that we couldn't get David Crosby you know it's not impossible 
it's it not impossible, is. but it is possible. It's, it's possible. But how long do you think he'd stay on the air with us before you know he got tired of getting bashed by me? <laughs> you know how long? I mean, maybe if we had him like you know uh, strapped to a chair with duct tape, let me go, let me go, and you know until until you know you're gonna listen to every insult I give to you. No, no, no. I'll spit his. What if he at actually me? has a really really good Eddie Penis? Van Halen story? He, he was kind of around back in those days. There I was at the show. Didn't like him. Walked out. Did not buy a t-shirt. He actually was There's at... The story. There actually is video of him and Eddie together from 1992. <laughs> oh, this is true. That be, let's, can we see that? This is can true. It was, it, was, it was a... Um, I'd like to see that, that video. Does anyone have a link to that? I'd like Which to see that video. I have it. I'll, I'll, I'll show you still. I'll, I'll, I'll grab okay. it. I'll grab it. Yeah, it's true. All right. Uh, let me let me also uh, I have a couple of shout outs today. Let me uh, let me also say Pecani, 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 me love you long time. Shout out to my girl Sandra Pecorni. Uh Let's see who else we got. Uh, let's see. Uh, let me get let me give shout out to Charles Green who got Mama Kuda a lovely gift for uh, for Mother's Day. Thank you so much, oh, Charles. Wow. That was very sweet of you. You got and uh, Alice Martinez. Let me also give a shout out. It's not here yet. I believe I believe uh, she sent a big package of Colonel's popcorn to Johnny to Alice, forward. That was so good. I Mama ate the Kuda's. whole thing this morning. You master, you better not. <laughs> I'll send Mama Kuda right over to your house. My little, so my little Mama Kuda will go right over to your house, and she will. Johnny, Johnny, where's my popcorn? Yeah, but I know I, but, I know Alice Alice uh, sent a, a big Colonel's uh Wait, do that again? Gift. Yeah. yeah, the truth is I I haven't checked the PO box in like in a couple of days. So it is possible. It's probably there right now. It's probably there right now. Whoa. So thank you. Thank you uh Alice Martinez for sending Mama Kuda a large gift basket of delicious Colonel's gourmet popcorn and more. Colonel's gourmet popcorn and more. Proud sponsor of Johnny Bean TV, uh, Colonel's Gourmet Popcorn, the best tasting gourmet popcorn on earth. And I mean on earth. This is the good stuff. You you know, this is like, you know, meat in the back alley and, you know, hey, you know, I got good stuff. I got to cut it with some other stuff. No, man, I want the pure stuff. I want the pure Colonel's Popcorn. You know, this is the good stuff. You know, Colonel's Gourmet Popcorn, it's gourmet. You know, it's the better quality it's, corn. They all It's not gourmet. Like it's going yeah, not, not he's going to start a competing gourmet. company david crosby's going to have a competing company called called uh grumpy's gourmet popcorn and it's going to be all it's going to be all you know the hard kernels at the bottom of the of the bags that's all it's going to be but kernels gourmet popping corn and more the more is chocolate candy sugar-free candy nuts all the treats you want kernels gourmet popcorn has it and more and if you mention johnny bean or jay hannon's name you get more product they send you more alice i uh i i know you mentioned that name look at dane dane has a big box that's also from alice thank Martinez, you right, alice dane? Right? thank you so much see alice sent that to dane and look at all oh that my goodness. gosh that's the stuff it's like it's like kilos of coke look at that but better and legal oh, <laughs> delicious that's the stuff also Look dane can that. we show dane let's show this real quick we we forgot let, let let's uh let's show this we're, we're actually twinning we're actually twinning today dane and i 
Oh, what are you guys wearing? Oh, you got Zim's guitar shirts. The coolest shirts on the block. What a great graphic, right? Yeah. Nice. Those were some of the pro. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of kernels. A little, a little too much popcorn in you there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we gave away some of those shirts during uh the halloween costume contest every year and uh we will again later this year i'm sure if you want to get your hands on one of those bad boys but look oh, at yeah. that delicious and we also gave away colonel's popcorn nice how is that wow. stuff dane i know how good that stuff mm. is good. that's the best that's I'm the best this whole bag that's the best thank you alice martinez we look forward to getting our uh thank our you so much too. That was very sweet of you. Thank you. Wow. And thank you, Charles Green. Uh, let's see. Let, let's also give uh, very deep condolences. Jeez, the, you know, the dropping like flies in the last week. This is killing me. To uh, one of my personal favorite comic book artists of all time, uh, the great George Perez, P-E-R-E-Z, accent on the first E. Uh, George Perez was... One of one of the best known comic book artists. A week ago, we lost Neil Adams, who a lot of you guys might know, uh, drew Batman and Green Lantern, Green Arrow. But George Perez, just just to give you an idea, uh, he drew he revamped Wonder Woman. He drew Crisis on Infinite Earths. I'm I'm going comic book geek on you guys, but I think a lot of you guys out there are comic book geeks, so you mm -hmm. you know what I'm talking about. Uh, he drew the best run of the Avengers. He drew the Justice League. He drew. Um, you know, Wonder Woman, he revamped uh, the, the new Teen Titans, him and Marv Wolfman created just the nicest, nicest guy to his fans. Um, and, and a huge I'm, I'm a huge fan of his. I own some of his original artwork and all the comics he drew. I owe every I own every single one of them. I knew George. I was friends with George and uh, just the sweetest, sweetest guy. Uh, Johnny, Google up some George Perez artwork just to to give a little show, just so we could show. Yeah, there, there's the man himself right there. There's George, and he always had these colorful uh, shirts on, you know, because he was just a fun guy. But look at there's the Justice League, there's the New Teen Titans, the Avengers, uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. See if you recognize this image. Johnny, Google Crisis on Infinite Earths 7. Crisis on Infinite Earths 7. Just Google Crisis 7 Perez. Just look at that. I mean, there, Is it Crisis a with a C? Right? How many Crisis with a Ks do you have? <laughs> crisis of, of what? Crisis on Infinite Earths. Number 7. Infinite and Earths. you'll you'll oh, it was a TV you'll show. if you well if you were a comic book reader in the eighties you'll recognize this image immediately it's uh, one of his most famous images it was uh, the cover with the death of Supergirl <clears throat> in comic books which was a, a very big event uh, for you comic book readers oh. out there in in the eighties I mean everyone will recognize it is it the thirty fifth anniversary deluxe edition no just uh, you know. The regular cover where he's holding Supergirl. Superman's crying. Very, very poignant cover. Is that him? That's not him. That's Crisis Seven. Superman's he... holding Supergirl. Because there's another one where he's he's holding Wonder Woman too. No, no, no. That's different. That's a different one. 
Just Crisis on oh, Infinite oh, Earths, number seven. There you go. Here it is. Here it is. Okay. Let's see. Was that it? You didn't. You, you couldn't see that, could you? I still can't. <laughs> okay. Where's Dane? Dane went to find the comic book at the comic book store before. Uh, <laughs> there, there you go. That that's it right there. Zoom in on, uh, zoom in on that one on the on the right. Let's see. There you go. There you go. That's it right there. That's where Supergirl died, and uh, very very famous image. George did that. He did the whole Crisis on Infinite Earths. You know he did he did some amazing covers with the avengers he did uh the justice league he did the avengers uh versus the justice league finally he did the new teen titans uh google new teen titans number one is this a trick <laughs> no, no no google google i didn't say google lemon party but i said google new teen titans number one and you'll also recognize this image from uh, from the '80s if you're uh, if you're a comic book reader. New Teen Titans number one, very famous cover he did. Just great stuff. And he worked for both Marvel and DC. He was he was probably the most liked person in the industry. Um, just you know, it's it's just. Um, you know, one of those people that was just liked by his peers, liked by the fans. There it is. Look at that. New Teen Titans number one. Just a great comic book. Um, yeah, Johnny's like, nude Teen Titans? What? I don't understand. No, no, no. New Teen Titans. No. Yeah, just uh, very, very you know memorable cover i mean just just really great stuff he was he was my personal favorite and uh like i said as a friend he was just the nicest nicest guy you know he would literally just stand in line forever even after he was due to leave at appearances just to make sure he signed every autograph took photos with every fan drew sketches he was just so fan friendly um, that, that's what he lived for. You know, he, he, he just lived for that. And, um, you know, just, uh, so sad, so sad. And yeah, Bozik accidentally called it last week. Uh, he said, you know, uh, you know, did, did Perez die? And I said, no, we were talking about Nesdal because, you know, another, another, you know, sweet guy that was really good to people. And, uh, he said, oh, I thought, I thought Perez died and, uh, no. And, the prediction actually came true because I literally came out of David Nesdal's funeral on uh, Saturday and I see my phone was blowing up that I have all these messages and I call one of my friends back and he's like, Hey, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, your friend died today. And he's like, no, no, my friend died uh, on, on Monday. The funeral was today. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm talking about George Perez. And I'm like, what, what? I mean, literally, just as I got out of the funeral uh, for David Nesdal, I just found out that George Perez was uh, was uh, was passed away. So it's just like Jesus, you know. Talk about, you know, talk about. Uh, and there he is, sweetheart of a guy, George Perez. Uh, you know what do you say? Like I said, you know, he did. He drew Infinity Gauntlet as well. He drew Infinity Gauntlet with Thanos. He did, he did so much good stuff. 
And uh, but you know, the best thing he'll be remembered for is just being a sweetheart in the comics industry and uh, just so good to his fans. So we'll miss him and uh, you know, we'll we'll always remember you. Thank you, George, for uh, for all the smiles you did during our childhood. So yeah, Neil Adams, David Nesdahl, and George Perez all within a week of each other just really. Whew, and you know, like I said, then uh, you know, Janice lost uh, her boyfriend Jimmy. It's like, geez, I'm, I'm afraid to 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 go out today. You know, I'm afraid to walk out. It's uh, just crazy. Anyway, on to uh, on to happier notes. This week was Mother's Day. Mother's Day was uh, Sunday. Mm-hmm. I hope if uh, any of you were lucky enough to have a mother or grandmother living or an awesome aunt, or um, if your wife is a mother or, or a girlfriend, uh, I hope that you made that day special. So uh, Mama Kuda and I, of course, I love my dear Mama Kuda. I, I try never to miss a Mother's Day. There she is. Oh, here we go. We're talking about Mother's Day now. Yeah. Time to cover yeah. your ears. Oh, boy. Here we go. Yeah, so uh, Mama Kuda and I, you know, we, we went back and forth for a week of what restaurant. We wound up at a Teller's Chop House, which is a, a very nice high-end steakhouse. Mm. And uh, we figured that, um, you know, we, we, we figured, you know, with my, my father, uh, you know, passed away, we figured, well, let's, you know, I'll invite my uncle. So I'll make a reservation for three. So we made a reservation for three and we go into the restaurant and I figured, well, you know what? I'll bring Blue Rhino because, um, well, he, he doesn't get to go to many high-end steakhouses. And, uh, you know, you know that's, that's basically mom's grandson. That's as close as you're getting, ma. That's as close as you're getting because I'm not having kids. So Blue Rhino is, uh, is Mama Kuda's grandson right there, little blue grandson. So I said, let's, let's bring Blue, blue Rhino to the restaurant. She's like, you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So into the restaurant we walked. There it is, Teller's Chop House. Fancy. Beautiful. It's it's, it's, really it's a nice. very 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 nice place. It's a converted bank building from the 1920s here oh. in New York. Uh, very 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 high end place. Really really nice. And um, what it was is um, we wind up we wind up going in, and I figured maybe my uncle would show up because we we invited him because you know how much family do you have? It'd be nice to have my uncle with us, but he couldn't make it, so. I don't want to be stuck in one of those little tables for two that they stick in the corner of those restaurants. And, you know, well, you're only two. We'll stick you in the corner. And, you know, it's Mother's Day. I want it to be special for Mama Kuda. So um, so I, I said, uh, yeah, no, we're, we're three. And, well, we have to wait for your other party <laughs> member to get here. And I said, uh, well, our other party member is here. They're like, excuse me? I said, the rhino. Yeah, uh, yes, right. I said, no, no, the, the, the rhino is, uh, is our other party member. And they're like, you're, 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 you're serious. I said, like a heart attack. I said, uh, I said that's, our, that's our other party member. So we would like to, uh, we would like to, to be seated for three. And, uh, and so we were. So we were seated for three. We were um, given, given a nice table for three. And Blue Rhino sat up on, a, on, a, on my jacket and sat at the table. Like a little gentleman. Let me let me see. I have a photo of uh, 
of the menu I'll send you, Johnny, before we post the other photos. I would say Blue Rhino is like one of the luckiest little stuffed Blue Rhinos, I mean, out there. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I, I worry about what happens when you when you take that thing home. I'm kind of worried for it. Why? What? Because of the big hole in the back of it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hole in the back. Terrible. <laughs> no jokes about Blue Rhino. He's he's the opposite of me. He's a uh, very Blue innocent, very innocent little rhino. Very un un um un un untainted like oh. I am. He's he's the opposite of me. So here we are. Here's Blue Rhino in the restaurant. Johnny, you have that photo? Okay. I hope that's a thumb. Yeah, that's a thumb. There he is. Can you bring <laughs> that up on the on the big screen? So they could to, read the menu. I can. Well, I'd have to load it in. I I can do this. There you go. There it is. So if you if you look on the menu there, you you'll look. Just hold it just like right there, Johnny. So the um, the fourteen ounce fillet a la carte is sixty eight dollars, and you know to have Blue Rhino there at the table, he's got to order. Oh, that's what he so, had. So Blue Rhino had a uh, a fourteen ounce fillet and a crab cake, and uh, and uh, Mama Kuda had a beef Wellington, and I had a beef Wellington, and there's there's the waitress looking there and saying, "I'm serving a stuffed animal, a sixty eight dollar fillet mignon," and uh, and so it went, and uh, Johnny put that other so photo away. So who ate it? Forty five dollar tip. Well, I, I helped him. I helped him with the. Uh, Ned, I helped on, him. Eat the, I helped him eat the steak. <laughs> I helped him eat the steak, and uh, yeah, can't try fifty-five. I do draw the line at Blue Rhino. Look Everything else that. is fair game. There he is. That's the photo of him actually at Tellers with uh, you know mid mid dinner, <laughs> and now imagine you're at the next table and your girlfriend is there. And, you know, you're complaining about the prices and stuff. And your girlfriend looks over to my table and says, you know, you cheap bastard, you're bitching about taking me here at all. And the prices that guy over there bought a dinner for his stuffed animal. There you go. So so there you go. That's a nice uh, he's halfway through it there. But that's literally how it was. He's perched at the table. Well, all the other tables are like, I can't so believe good. that guy's buying a whole dinner for his stuffed rhino. So, and, uh, so did so you had two dinners that night then? I yes, I had two. Yeah, and that this yeah. is this is not a place, mind you. This this is not a place, um, you know that that you you go every day. I mean, this is you know dinner dinner. You know, with, with you know the the three of us and a tip is you know over four hundred dollars for dinner. It's a special occasion, you know. It's ah, not crap. not a place you you always go there. You know, it's a special occasion. None more special than Mother's Day. None more special than Mother's Day. So, and mom you know, wasn't embarrassed by this at all. Mom, mom was mom mom mom's proud as punch. She's her son's taking her to tellers. Proud as punch, she's sitting there like, "Hey, look at look at us! I'm I'm eating a a, a nice uh, beef Wellington here, and we got uh, crab cakes, and we got uh, shrimp cocktail. This is this is great. What are you talking about? You know, you know, and the hostess is getting all horny looking at us. You know, wow. Did you give her a tip? 
I'll be right well, back. Not the not well, the host. The, well, yeah, of course you give the waitress a tip. What do you what do you think? It's <laughs> this is this hostess? is like the guy where you stiff him, Dane. <laughs> Dane walks out of the restaurant. Dane goes to the bathroom <laughs> just as the check comes, looking for the window that he could hopefully yeah. crawl yeah. out before the check comes in the in the bathroom. Uh, how, how much is okay. the check? So a $68 steak, is it really honestly, honestly, is it worth $68? No. No, of course not. What are you, crazy? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, you got to do it. It's, you know, it's it's Mother's Day. You go to a nice restaurant. You know, Mama Kuda has to have a good time on Mother's Day. That That's that's rule number one. You know, you, you got to take care of your mother. You always got to take care of your mother. So. We had we had a really nice time. We you know we laugh like we laugh our asses off. It's fun, you know. And and you know I I am one of those people that I love the servers, okay? Because you know some people go to a restaurant like that and they're all like, oh, "Ma'am, this isn't good. Ma'am, this is no, hurry up, ma'am. Like him, like him, <laughs> ma'am. If you want your tip, you'll uh, get my salad faster." You know, no, I'm, I'm not like that. I like the servers and I, I make sure they're well taken care of because, you know, we're all hardworking. And, you know, when, when you when you do that job, if you've never worked in a restaurant, you might not know what I'm talking about. But, you know, years ago, I was a busboy and I remember just, you know, spending my my time, you know, a 12 hour shift, dipping my hand in uh, in dirty dishwater and cleaning off with my hands, chewed up food. And, you know, you got to take care of, of the staff. You got to be polite. You got to be nice. Yeah. You got to, you know, Dan, you ever work in a restaurant? I have. I was uh, at 16 years old. I uh, I was a cook and a dishwasher and then they moved me to cook. I was cooking up all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it's not it's not a glorious job there. You know, it's 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 a right. hard job. These people work really hard. You say, please. You say, thank you. And when the meal is done, you give an appropriate tip, you know, and, and you know, as long as the service was good, if the service isn't good, then, you know, whatever, you know, you, you, you play that by ear. But if the service was good, you make sure that those people are taken care of. That's the right thing to do, you know. Yeah, because I worked you're no at better L than them. Restaurant. You're no better was, than them. The restaurant I worked at was called L and K, and in Granville, Ohio, and it was kind of like a Denny's or something. So okay. it was a, a Lions. <laughs> Joe Hervey says two percent for Jewish. No, no, no. Move that decimal over, my friend. Yeah, no, you, you got to just do the right thing because, you know, like I said, you're, you know, you, you got to remember everyone's equal just because you're eating the, the expensive dinner. You're blessed to be there eating the expensive dinner. Those people are feeding their family too, you know? So yeah. if, if God has blessed you enough that you can afford a dinner there, then you do the right thing and you, you, you pass it forward, you know? You never be nasty to the staff, even mm -hmm. if you have a problem. And that's our that's our table after we were done eating. What's uh, worse is if you're working in a hey, listen, a you try feeding restaurant. a you try feeding a you try feeding oh, a rhino, you know, the blue rhino eats a lot. I eat a lot. Mama Kuda was hungry. That's all our dishes, you know. Gross. Oh, yeah. No, you Look you just that. gotta, nasty. you know, you gotta do the right thing when you're at a restaurant, you know. Mm-hmm. 
You know, and even even if something's wrong, even if you have to send something back, there's nothing wrong with if there's a problem with your food and you got to send something back. There's nothing wrong with sending your food back if something's wrong. You just got to be polite about it. You just say, "Excuse me, miss. I'm sorry that yep. this steak I ordered. I ordered it rare and it's well done. Could you please just uh, bring it back and uh, and and see what they could do to make that right? You know, you'd be polite. You'd be polite. You, you act like a human being. I see some people in restaurants like that, and you know, they they come off like uh, like David Crosby would. You know, just just arrogant bastards. Like there's someone special, and it's it's not. You know, you you just realize it's like, hey, you know, I'm. Uh, I'm just blessed enough to be able to to eat at this restaurant, you know, so you, you'd be nice mm-hmm. to everyone. And I'm fast enough to run. Yeah, before the check comes. Absolutely. <laughs> you use the no, bathroom. Like I said, Dane, you know, Dane uses the bathroom. He looks, he's like, is there a window in here? And he's crawling out it. And, the, you know, the, the maitre d's on the other side in the parking lot. Hey, hey, that guy. The guy with the Zim's Guitars t-shirt. <laughs> I don't know where you got that shirt, but I'm going to call that store. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, and make no mistake. If you're rude and you're rude to the kitchen staff, oh, they they got something special in touch in store for you, boys and girls. They're, they're going to give you the uh, the special the special hollandaise sauce in your steak. I yeah. think a, a, a fancy restaurant for me and, and my family is uh, Applebee's. Yeah, we just go to there you go. $25. That's that's where <laughs> I that's where play. I work now. Once the show's over, I got a shift there. <laughs> hey, aren't you on talking guitars in 80s? Man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you about the Tato skin special we have. <laughs> when was the last time you were at a Hooters? When was the last time I was out of a Hooters? <laughs> There's actually a Hooters a mile. <laughs> was the last up time the I missed a day. What are you There's talking about? They have me on the schedule. I don't I don't even work there and they have me on the schedule. I don't, I, I've never been in there. There's a Hooters a mile up the street and I have never been in there. <laughs> wow. I don't know why. It sounds that's like where I, that's where I meet people to take to dinner. That's I, where mean, I meet people. That to movie, take Big to Daddy. Dinner. Remember Adam Sandler, of course, and uh, Big Daddy, sure. where he, it, yeah. And the girlfriend worked at the Hooters. Or his sister-in-law or something worked at Hooters, and uh, wouldn't wouldn't if you were like the CEO of Hooters, wouldn't that like are you gonna let a movie just you know make fun of you like that and stuff? Seemed kind of harsh. Yes, because it's it's yeah. promotion. Yeah, they probably actually paid. Promotion? They probably, that was bad promotion. Yeah, that's, that's probably, I agree with Johnny. That's probably a, a planted plug. They probably paid. Was it a good promotion? That. Okay. Yeah. L- listen, if some movie wants to make fun of this show. I, I, I invite any movie to do it because oh. uh, it'll just draw more people, draw more people here. If anybody wants to make fun of any of this, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There they are. I mean, uh, there it is. Hooters. <laughs> there they are. There's those Hooters. Hooters was big 20 years ago. Yeah, the food Bigger. is terrible. There's one in Hollywood. The food is terrible, but uh, I don't care. I, I just don't give big. a sh- That's right. The uh, the staff is what matters. The staff in my pants that that uh, that's banging against the bottom of the dinner table as I'm eating my chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> that's the staff I'm I'm talking about at Hooters. <laughs> oh, they even used to do like the Hooters calendar, best of Hooters girls, and all that. All of them, all of them. 
Yeah, you can put any of them in, on the calendar. Listen, nobody nobody loves uh, nobody loves Hooters like me and Al Bundy. <laughs> great, great restaurant, my favorite. I don't even know what's on. I don't even know what they serve. I'm just like, bring me anything. Just bring me anything. Whatever you want. Bring me anything. You just go and you just sit there, huh? Yeah. You know, I just had a brilliant idea now. There's a Hooter. Now, tomorrow, guys, tomorrow is my son's birthday. And I said, maybe we'll close the store and I'll take you to a restaurant. Just brainstorm and I'm taking him to Hooters tomorrow. You're you're taking him to Hooters tomorrow? How old is he? Yeah, I think I will. How old is he? I just had an idea. He's, he's turning 26 years old. 26? Yeah. He's getting uh, up dude, there. Dude, he's, he's that's the best gift ever. He's going to love he's that taking, He's taking Dane there. That's what's happening. Yes. <laughs> he's yeah. like, I think my dad's uh, over the hill. He'll he be introducing you. Got to tame him oh, down yeah. a bit. Uh, Rock Daddy. Hey, dad, he's have... over there, man. Rock Daddy dad, will I wanna... us over at Hooters. Dad, I want to go to Hooters. Uh, will you come with us? Well, Sure. Rock Daddy, uh, he was in the chat. He's funny, and he'll he'll talk to and he'll flirt with those waitresses. It's funny. Oh, I, I'll I'll flirt with those waitresses. I'm I'm a I'm a flirt no matter where I go. You know, um, I mean I'm respectful, but I'm I'm a flirt. I like to flirt because I like to make people laugh. You know, I like to I like to see the hostesses with a pretty smile on their face. I like to see the waitress uh, with a pretty smile on her face, even though the waitress was 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 beaten down with a stick, ugly. Um, I still like to see her smile, you know, and, um, you know, I, I just like, I like to make people laugh. So boy, oh boy, do I like going to Hooters and seeing those pretty smi- uh, smiles. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Those smile, jugs. So. Saturday, um, so I'm I'm glad uh, I'm glad Mama Kuda had a nice day on uh, on Sunday, and uh, and Blue Rhino was with us, and uh, we we had a great time. Like I said, you can't do that every day, but you know, on a special occasion like that, you gotta you gotta splurge, you know, because uh, no one's more special to me than than Mama Kuda. No, I but, uh, but, my mom is um, my mom is eighty, I think eighty six years old or eighty seven years old, so. I went over to her house Sunday and we're sitting, chatting, looking at her TV. She's got four little tiny chihuahuas running the house, barking at me like crazy. But my mom is in the part of her life. It's like, okay, now, Dane. Sherman. When I die, I want you to make sure that this gets done. And then you make sure that Hooters caters my funeral. You also have to remember to do this so that your brother and then I'm like, mom, give me a book. Okay. And write all this in a book for me. Okay. Oh yeah. No, I, I say the same thing because you know, my dad passed away. I can't find the title to his car. I don't know what any of his damn passwords are. I can't access this. I don't know what, what things are around. I mean, for God's sakes, leave a fucking will, leave a notebook, leave something that I'll find, you know, my mom right now is making a treasure map, you know, uh, like cross country, like Carmen San Diego, you know, with 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 uh, you know, I got to drive cross country a la Indiana Jones. You'll see the the little yeah. car on the map. I have to follow and find X marks the spot, and <laughs> that's where my password is. And and from there, you could uh, get into yeah. my phone to the call people drawer. to invite them to all, the wake. Yeah, all my jewelry's in the top drawer on the left, and you know stuff like that. 
I'm like, mom, yeah, I, mama, stop. You're not yeah, going to die. You've got a long time still. That's what I always yeah, tell I, I, I just, I just want to know where things are. I just want to know where things are. It's like, listen, I don't want you to go anywhere, but when you do just, you know, leave a note for me, just leave instructions for me. Yeah. You know, it's leave like the bank what, notes. What, one of my, one of my best friends, uh, we, we thought we were going to lose him and he, he calls me and he, he sent me this long ass email. Look, here's instructions of what to do when I pass away. There's mm-hmm. contact this lawyer. Here's where my will is. My estate planner is this guy. Here's my password. Here's, he left me this long email, like detailed and organized. And here's something I left for my son in this area and blah, blah, blah. And here's a list of my bank accounts in this envelope over here and blah, blah, blah. And this long detailed. And, you know, let me tell you something. When I die, which, you know, I don't know, a week or two. I don't know. So at the rate I'm going. Yeah. yeah. First of Show's all, not over. Yeah, I know. This may be good for ratings. So, you know, God willing. I'll keep the camera on you the rest of the show, just in case. God willing. You know, nothing brings on heart palpitations like delicious <laughs> oh, bang energy gosh. drink. Bang energy drink. Possibly the death of me. Bang energy drink. Today's flavor is wild and watermelon, a personal favorite of mine. So you never know. My heart's a pumping, pumping, pumping. Maybe it'll give out during the show. You never know. If it does, um, everyone grab a guitar and run. Hmm. Yeah. No. So um, anyway, uh, speaking speak so of. He, um, but, but, but hold on now. He sent you this long, long email. And now it's been like three, four, five years ago now. And, and he sees you out at the nightclub. Oh, no. He, like, oh, he, by he, the way, he, that email I sent you, just disregard all that. No, no, no. He, but you know, he, he basically, you know, um, you know, he, he thankfully lived. He's one of my closest friends. Um, but, you know, like I said, it's just, uh, you know, uh, just, just for your families, leave instructions, leave a note, yeah. leave a notebook, leave a, leave a detailed right. of your, you know, don't, don't, you know, I can't invite someone to your damn funeral if I don't have phone numbers or, or, or a list of people, you know, I, I don't know what to do with this shit. You know, right. it's like, yeah. you know, Nesdal, we went to his funeral Saturday and it was packed with love. There were so many people, um, really over there packed with love. And it was, it was just so good to see so many people, you know, coming out from all places and stuff. And, you know, the funeral home was just, you know, standing room, just a huge packed room of people who love Dave. And it was great to see that, you know, and then there was a, there was a, you know, a, a wake after the, after the, the, the thing at the, at a firehouse where we, you know, all broke bread and celebrated Dave's life. And, uh, you know, we all spoke Auctioned on his behalf. His guitar collection. No, 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 no. We spoke on his behalf. You know, we were saying nice things about him and it was, you know, it was very touching and nice and, you know, stuff like that. But um, I know my funeral, I know what's going to happen. I mean, I, I've left instructions for, for certain things to happen. First of all, it's going to be catered good. So I want you all there. I want you all there. To, I'll to, be there. You know, what, whatever it is, I want you all to be there. And because I'm serving shrimp puffs, 
and uh, crab cakes and there'll be ice cream and there'll be, you know, all sorts of stuff. I'm going to have hookers there everywhere. There's going to be, uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to double down. I'm going to have, if I'm cream, I haven't decided what to do yet. If I'm cremated, my ashes will be in a spittoon. So every ex-girlfriend can walk by and spit on me. Maybe reconstitute me. I don't know. If, if I, if I choose to be buried, then my coffin will have a stripper pole installed and I, I've hired girls <laughs> to do spins and stuff and then land splits, you know, on my coffin. So the last thing before that yeah. thing goes in the ground is, you know, strippers, you know, doing, you know, leg splits on there. It's, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. There's going to be, yeah, there'll be cocaine everywhere. Pepper I don't juice. do cocaine, but all my friends do. So I'm going to make sure there's plenty of Coke for everybody. Um, you know, there, there will be glory holes in the funeral home. I'll take care of it. It's, it's going to be great. It's going to, it's going to be like, like a beaver bangers bonanza is what I'm going to title it. It'll be the Mancuda, Mancuda funeral beaver bangers bonanza. Yeah. There's, there's some of the food that'll be served. Just some of it. That'll be Mexican on the left food. side. It'll be on the that right side. I'll make sure this, I'll make sure there's good food. I don't know who that woman is. Did I invite her? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's going to be coming over to Mama Mancuda to console her and, you know. But listen, my 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 thing, I'm going to make sure that, uh, you know, some bands are playing there. I'll have Slaughter and uh, and Warrant and uh, Poison. And I'll, I'll, I'll leave enough money to make sure that... Nirvana the, uh, Reunion? You should get yeah, naked. Yeah. No, it won't be. <laughs> I'll make sure Crosby is banned from there, you know. it'll, it'll Crosby's be, band uh, will be there? Yeah. No, Crosby will not be there. He'll be digging the ditch, probably. <laughs> Guitar Samurai. I know that's what I thought of too. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be legendary. You, you will not go to a better funeral than mine. I assure you. There will be. Let's go. You know, like I said, I, I, look, I'm, I'm trying to plan it. I'm trying to get things done. Well, believe me. This sounds great. Free, well, let's I do can't wait to go to this. This funeral. sounds awesome. It, You're not actually dead. It'll be like watching Caligula, but with better food and music. You know, I'm thinking yeah, Symmetry's gonna play. Symmetry will play. We'll have a we'll have a, a, an all star jam of a lot of a lot of my rock star friends. It'll be great. You know, I, I want to be this. buried. I want to be buried next to unsold DVD copies of every crappy movie I was in. Uh huh. There's a landfill hole specifically <laughs> for all. All the crap that I've been in. Like this? <laughs> yeah, well, that the, there'll be fresh, <laughs> a lot of toilet paper there, clearly. There'll be two things, two things in the bathrooms, mirrors for cutting cocaine for my friends and uh, extra toilet paper from the food we'll be serving. Oh. Yeah, so oh, definitely uh, my funeral will be a, a bonanza of... Uh, of hot ex-girlfriends spitting on my grave and uh and strippers for hire and and uh it, it'll be great it'll just be great i urge you all to attend it'll be terrific yeah it'll there's the it'll buffet be, right there yeah and it'll be a lot like um you know it'll be a lot like a rock concert like m3 maybe you should have a prequel to the uh 
funeral. Like a scare? So, like a scare? No, like like it's a, the, uh, Fred Sanford. It's the big one. Just, it's the just big to one. see how, Dang you know. energy drink. It's the big one. Before you actually die, you just throw this big funeral for yourself just to see who shows up. And, <laughs> and then I come out of the coffin. The- I come out of the coffin and I take inventory. Whoever showed up gets a guitar. Who did that? There was a show where somebody did that. There was a curb. Your enthusiasm, where one of the characters did that. Did you see that one? <laughs> On 36 Solo said it best. Johnny will go live. Hey, everybody. This is Johnny Bean from the Mancuda Funeral. We'll be live on Twitch today. Well, we're, we're live right now. If you want to uh, attribute to Mancuda from the guitar more and change my lights to Mancuda Pink, uh, you can change my lights. You just uh, uh, donate to uh, Johnny Bean. This is all going to me. And uh, change the lights to Mancuda Pink. Yeah, there will yeah. be gift ba- there will be gift bags of uh, condoms and and a guitar and Swiss picks at uh, at my funeral. Every every gift bag, it'll be like leaving the Oscars where you leave with an expensive gift bag. You know, every gift bag has a mystery guitar in it, and you know there will be a there will be a Swiss pick in there. See the greatest gripping guitar pick ever, Swiss picks. Thank you, wow. Swiss picks. Yeah, because everyone likes these, so we'll give these out. And uh, it'll it'll have all sorts of stuff. It'll uh, you know. So there you go. It'll, it'll be it'll be luck of the draw. What guitar you get? But it'll be. Hey, very I got cool. new Swiss picks, guys. Look at this thing. Whoa! Ooh, that's a yeah, pointy look at that. one. A brand new Swiss pick, and it's two millimeters <laughs> thick. So super thick. That's the and blue a brand new version. design. For those guys that like those jazz two picks that are super, super heavy. Mm-hmm. And Pete was telling me, choke up on it and just for the really fast shredder, dude. So his inventory of Swiss picks is uh, he's, he's always innovating and he's always coming up with new designs and stuff. This is the newest design. I don't know exactly what he named it, but he gave me a couple. I, I like, to check those, out. those are cool. I like the round tip ones um those are you know those are pointy i like the round tip guys um but i know the jason becker edition are the blue cheese ones yeah so so i know those are uh you know contributing to some money to jason's charity which is is great and uh speaking of swiss picks uh uh craig over at uh chs custom guitars and his son cj his son cj is this 12 year old who who loves playing guitar and all through all through sitting there, I just see the kid going like this, just you know, practicing, practicing, practicing his strumming hand. So I, I said, you know, when I when I get back to LA, I'll get you some Swiss picks. So that's that's a promise from me to him. Um, and he cool. was there, and a, a lot of people were at Nesdal's funeral. It was nice. Larry Mitchell was there, and um, and uh, Adam Reaver from Fu Tone, Fu Tone was there. So we're, we're, you know, there, there was just a lot of love at, uh, at Nesdals. There, there, there won't be a lot of love at mine, but there was a lot of love at Nesdals. But mine will have uh, good food, so don't, don't miss it. Don't put, put it in your calendar. It's coming. It's coming. Literally. It's, it's, it's coming, boy. I'm, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm racing found, to the I grave the as fast as I can, guys. I found the buffet. There oh, are, there you are. Oh. Donut burgers. Donut burger. Maybe I'll have those at my funeral as well. <laughs> Donut burgers. 
And listen, you know, wow. as far as um, as far as Nesdal's funeral, if you didn't make it, because I got a lot of notes from people that couldn't make it, um, that wanted to, um, and of course we all love Dave, so we all wanted to, just talk about him, pay tribute to him, say nice things about him, and um, you know, it, it's um, you know that's the way to honor your friends. That's the way to honor someone great you know is is talk about them and don't worry you didn't you didn't make it to the funeral that's okay talk to him his spirits with us uh say nice things about him on facebook and uh and honor him that's that's the way we uh we honor our friends as for me forget about me <laughs> just just play whatever i leave you just play the guitars that's all <laughs> <laughs> uh so there you go anyway wow hmm. So let, let's talk about uh, let's talk about some metal because do you feel that do you feel that in the air? Do you guys feel that that electricity in the air? You know what that is? Do you feel that, Dan? Metal. Do you guys in the in the chat feel that electricity in the air? <laughs> Johnny, do you feel that excitement in the air and electricity in the air? You know what that is? That is the leftover energy. From the M3 festival that just happened, um, because Eric Ronwell did a killer, killer show with Skid Row and just brought the house down at the M3 festival. There is a lot of video of this of this show. Um, and a lot of people, of course, played M3. It was, you know, it's a big festival, a lot of lot of lot of um a lot of great bands. Zingve was there. I mean, just a, a lot of bands were there. But the the talk was he parking of the cars? Week, the, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm the greatest car parker of all. <laughs> yeah, Keith Campbell. The M3 Festival was a big uh, metal festival. Is it this? There it is. That's it. How come we didn't talk about this beforehand? We we did talk about it like uh, a few weeks ago. We announced uh, what was oh. there. We could look up who was who was the lineup. We could look it I up, Johnny. See. Let's see who was the lineup. Let's see. Uh, is that it? Yeah. Tesla. Tom, Tom Kiefer of Cinderella. Pants dogs. Did he perform that one? I don't know. Uh, extreme. Probably. Let's see. Extreme. Is that the extreme? That's extreme. There. Yeah. There you go. Uh, scroll up. Who else we got? Let's Whoa. see. Kicks, Blue Oyster Cult, Skid Row with their new frontman, Eric Ronwell, Stephen Piercy of Rats, Striper, Ingve Malmsteen, uh, Doro Pesh, Tony Harnell of TNT, Zebra. Those that's nice to see those guys on the road, my hometown boys. Uh, let's see cool. the choir boys XYZ. Always nice to see Terry back at XYZ. That's one of my favorite underrated 80s bands. Lizzie Borden, also very cool. Leatherwolf, another really underrated band. Heaven's Edge, nice to see them back on the road. Lillian Axe. I mean, this is a big, big festival. Uh, let's see. Burning Witches, Vane. Love Davy Vane, one of my favorite frontmen of the 80s. Very underrated if you haven't heard Vane. And what is that? Count? Count 77. Count. What's that Counts between? Count S? Count S77. I'm not familiar Counts. with that band. Count 77? Okay, Count 77. I'm not familiar says, with them. It says Counts. So, what sort <laughs> of show is that? 
That's a killer show. Look at that lineup. I think it was what three days. Look I think that. it was a three day festival. Uh, Is that a current I, I, photo? No, that's that's an eighties photo. But that's... you know, God bless them. They're a good band. I like. Can you imagine Kevin's if it was. I like Kevin's. Yeah, if they if they haven't aged, man, I want to know uh, what they're what they're eating and drinking, but. Heaven's oh, Dan from band. Counting Cars. Not go bangs. back to that. Um, go back to the '77 band, Court '77. The, it's the Count dude from Counting Cars. Count the Count. Is that who that is? Counting yeah, Crows in the center with the big black bandana on his head. Christopher Live Sawa says uh, Tom Kiefer played 16 hit songs at that show. Tom Kiefer is great, man. Tom Kiefer is still. You know, I saw Tom uh, a couple of years ago, maybe like, you know, just before the pandemic hit and uh, really, really good live. He, you know, he's got that raspy voice and that's hard to take care of, you know, so I'm, I'm really glad about that. Uh, okay. So it's Danny Coker's band mm-hmm. from Counting Cars. It's Let's good see. to see uh, Stephen Piercy out playing. And uh, he's got um, that dude that was in Rough Cut. You know, I always keep talking about Rough Cut because my band opened up for them a year or two ago. And uh, it wasn't actually Rough Cut. They were Rough Riot. So it was Rough Cut and Quiet Riot, guys. But that guy is uh, with Stephen Piercy right now, the guitar player. (coughs) Stephen Piercy's out, you know, playing a ton of gigs. I heard an interview on Eddie Trunk. Wait, wait, you said Stephen Piercy's out? He's out playing a lot of gigs. Well, listen, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm a, I'm a, you know, big, big right, a gay rights advocate. I have a lot of uh, LGBTQ friends, so that's okay. And so he's playing tons of cool shows, and um, he's playing 16 he's songs. Working very hard on it, and apparently his health. <laughs> he said he hard had, on. He had a liver. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, he was talking about cancer and stuff like that, and he says he's all good, everything's fine. That's great. So hopefully there isn't any health scare with. Stephen Piercy, and um, he's working yeah, on his a tough sixth guy. And he's, solo album. He's got, a, he's got a lot of cool side projects too. A friend of mine's yes. working with him on a side project. Oh, right. he's got he's working on his sixth solo album right now, and he would he wants to uh, do another Rat album if he could get all the original guys back. Nice. Good luck. Hey, listen, we, we, we all want that, but you know, the, the Warren, Warren D Martini is a holdout that that's not going to happen. And money, money's not talking to Warren D Martini. And I mean, so far, you know, but they're, they're always, they're always looking for a rat reunion. I'd love to see a rat reunion. We've talked about on the show a hundred times. They've had near misses and it's always Warren not wanting to do it. He just, you know, money, money's not, uh, not, not tempting him enough. Uh, let's see. Looking in the chat. Uh, let's see. Uh, and, and Stephen uh, did talk I, about. Oh, I'm what? sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was what, still what happened? Thing. What I happened, Stephen? Uh, but he uh, did have that really bad fucking show. I have to keep talking about Stephen for a minute. But he oh, had no, that really bad show about a year ago where he was on paid meds and he was over leaning up against the drums out on the streets. That's what I mean. But apparently his knee. Was completely blown out. He was in extreme pain. He was taking, you know, pain meds, and he started doing a bunch of shots. And On so he stage? had to shot, work. Shot, yeah, he shot, had to work shot, uh, shot, so shot, of shot, his shot, life. But he, uh, you know, he, he's got bad knees, and who knows? But he's doing uh, good. He's he's out there kicking ass. 
Let's see. Christopher yeah. Live Sour says Tom Kiefer is touring with LA Guns and Faster Pussycat this summer. I would see all of those bands. LA yeah. Guns is kicking ass, and Faster Pussycat always kicks ass. Um, G. Bushnoff remembers seeing Cinderella when they opened for David Lee Roth during the Eat and Smile tour. That was a great tour. Um, oh, Bozik brings up okay, the count is a guy who has a hit car restoration show, Johnny Bean and John Mancuda. Okay, yeah, I think I think that's the same show that George Lynch brought his car on, uh, to have it like played with and, and customized. I think, I think it was, I think it was that show, yeah, counting cars. Thank you, Bozik. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Okay, now I know, now I know who he is. Now, now that makes one sense. One of those uh, produced by the same TV shows that did like uh, Pawn Star. Hollywood Treasure. Hollywood and, Treasure. Uh, Hollywood yeah. Treasure. Hollywood Treasure. On the History Channel stuff. Hollywood Treasure on the Sci-Fi Channel. Hollywood Treasure on the Sci-Fi Channel. <laughs> I've watched a couple of those. That's what? I hope you've all watched a couple of those. Every time you do, I get paid. <laughs> <laughs> three seasons worth go get them uh, three Hollywood treasures three seasons Hollywood treasures. sci-fi sci channel I, I don't know where it is now it's not on the sci-fi channel anymore when it, when we did it live it was on sci-fi channel but I don't know I mean I think it's on Hulu or it's 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 in rewind somewhere because I keep getting checks um yes Bozik correct John McCurry they give Lynch uh, a rhino horn as a shifter it wasn't a rhino horn it was a cow horn Blue rhino horn? It was, God forbid. Blue rhino is off limits. Uh, let's see. Mad Dog says Red Dragon Cartel rehearsed and played the first show at the Counts Club. Let's put it this way. You can still see videos of the M3 Festival. They're, they're starting to come out on YouTube now. Everyone, you know, everyone's got phones now and everyone, you know, uh, records, records um, shows and stuff. And uh, that M3... That M3 is um it was it was apparently some festival. So, you know, um, so that's that's you know what you should be watching. Check out the Skid Row show because seeing him, seeing Eric Gronwell fronting Skid Row is like seeing Sebastian Bach with short hair. He's energetic, he's young, he's out there, he's connecting with the audience, he's screaming out the vocals in in amazing tone. Um, I mean, he's tone. got a set of pipes on him, man. He's got a set of pipes, and that's that's just really the, wow. the that was the show that everyone's talking about because suddenly, for the first time since the 80s, there's a real excitement about Skid Row, and I, I've said it on the show before. And um, I'm going to be seeing them with Warrant in July. I'll, I'll be at that show in July in, uh, in Los Angeles and uh, looking forward to that. And the Warrant guys always deliver as well. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing that show and, uh, and cheering them on. Because, man, you know, to, to see Skid Row back in fighting shape is really nice, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's so, that's the one that everyone's uh, excited about. So yeah, aside you, from aside from the new singer, it's all original members. So the original members, except the drummer, is different. Um, they they didn't get back Rob Afuso, but there's you know it's Scotty Hill and Rachel Bolin and, and Dave Sabo. Um, so it's the original original band, and uh, you know those those guys are great. And like I said, um, 
Keith Campbell, bald headed Skid Row singer. No, Eric Cronwell has hair. He's got he's got like um, you know, he's got short hair, but he's got like almost like a, a full full body mohawk kind of thing. Um, but he's you know, like I said, it's he's just a great singer. He's a great frontman. He's a really great frontman. He was the frontman of Heat, who I've talked about on the show a lot uh, overseas. Heat was really, really bringing it over their last three albums when he was uh, when he was on there. And the Skid guys bagged him. The Skid guys, you know, got a hold of him and um, and really uh, brought Skid Row back to life. They resuscitated that band back to life. And it's really great to see it. So Heat got back their original first singer, I believe. So they're still in good shape. And it's nice to see. But but definitely check out the Skid Row shows. Let me know in the comments on the video what you think of the Skid Row performances uh, at M3. Because, um, hey, Alice Martinez, we were talking about Alice. You. Thank you. Thank you again for the nice popcorn. Um, we haven't received it yet, but I know it was delicious, Dane Alice. has. Dana's got his. And uh, Johnny, you'd better forward Mama Kuda hers. So, <laughs> uh, but thank you, Alice. Uh, but no, I, I want to know what you guys think of those performances. And there's a lot of videos. Try to get the ones from the front of the audience because there's some taken from the side of the stage, and it's hard to hear, you know, the actual, you know, speakers and whatnot from the side of the stage. But um, the ones, the ones that are. Um, you know, from the front of the audience, when you watch this guy, you see he's young, energetic. Um, you know, he, he replaced ZP Theert, who was uh, previously of, of Dragon Force and front of the skids for, for a number of years. And uh, you should watch those videos. They're, they're well, well worth watching, especially the Skid Row ones. Yeah. Um, especially you know, later. Uh, Not right now. Yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah, definitely don't do it right now. If you let's put it this way, if you're not here right now, I hope you're at the Whiskey A Go Go, because the Whiskey A Go Go right now, as we're on the air here, um, or at least uh, actually, what time? No, you know what? Six twenty. It's only six twenty. Okay, so later Doors tonight, forty minutes. Later tonight, there's still time. Later tonight at the Whiskey. There's a big show going on. It's a tribute to um, to the. Uh, let's see. I have the lineup here. I'm opening this. Oh, hold on. Today's uh, ultimate jam it's night. The big four and more. Big four. Now, now, what it is? It's a tribute to the big four. The big four of metal. If you don't know, it's uh, Megadeth, Metallica, Anthrax, and Slayer, and they're having an ultimate jam night to those guys. Featuring a lot of past members of bands. Um, just to give an of idea. Those bands? Da da David, well, some of them, like David Ellison of Megadeth is there, Jeff Young of Megadeth was there. Uh, then you have uh Neil Turbin, uh Mike Heller, Brian Beeler, Ira Black, uh Doc Coyle, Paulie Z. And some of these guys were in, you know, Wasp and you know, uh uh Death Clock, uh Metal Church. Members of Bohemian Queen, uh, Powerflow, Marty Friedman's band, Rat. Uh, you know, Jordan Ziff is there from Rat. Um, Gabriel Colon from Culprit. It's it's like a who's who of you know guys that were in a lot of metal bands. You know, basically all in a big jam rotation, paying tribute to Metallica, Megadeth, Anthrax, and Slayer. 
which look, if you've gone to those whiskey ultimate jam nights, they're fucking great. They're really, really great. Um, and especially when they have a theme like this, you know, so you know, all the songs they're going to be playing a lot of your favorites. That's great Mm -hmm. stuff, man. That's really great stuff. I love seeing stuff like that. So tonight, see if you could uh, get down to the whiskey after you're done watching here. If you're in LA, because that'll that'll definitely be uh, be worth it, you know. And there will be surprise guests there. I, I know they said someone someone else from Wasp will be there, and um, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, Keith Campbell. Yeah, there there will be you know some scabs there, but uh, you know, look, everyone has their time. You know, Dave Elveson certainly wasn't a scab. Dave Elveson was you know, a big part of, uh, of Megadeth for a while. And then hopefully and then what happened? touch himself on stage, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've got a master yeah. I can't control <laughs> my show. Hopefully he doesn't have dinner at Hooters just before the show. You know? <laughs> Weren't you in Megadeth? I've got a master you know, oh hopefully that won't happen. Hopefully he'll just play and, you know, but, uh, but that should be a good show. That should be a really good show. You know, the, the whiskey, oh my God, there they are. <laughs> yeah. Listen, don't sit in the front row without a poncho to that show. So, uh, Dave, Dave may break out his piece that sells, and he's spanking. Piece Super sells, glue that pick to his my hand. Piece, my piece smells, and I'm spanking. My piece smells, and I'm wanking. Yeah, trust me, it's. Uh, I love David Allison. I'm just playing, but uh, it should be it should be a really good show. Just like I said, just you know mind where you're sitting oh. in that show it's like it's Alice. like going to the aquarium you know when you go to the aquarium you know uh yeah you, you gotta remember there's a splash zone at the front of the of the seats you know you gotta be aware you're gonna get wet there so if you're sitting in front of dave ellison you you know wear a poncho you take a mortal man dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Take him to Hooters. Just like my lonely penis rubbing my rod at your face. Yeah. The brain explodes. Penis smells. Wow, hundred watching. Peace sells to peace. Awesome. Terrible. Yeah, hit the like button while guys. You know, you guys know what band is. While we're talking about metal, hit the like button. You know what band is totally kicking butt right now? I mean, like the Whiskey Dogs. Well, other than that, I'm talking about Kiss. Down, they're in South America. They're playing all these huge freaking like stadium gigs where there's like fifty thousand people there. And these people down there I mean, are dudes. so happy to see Kiss play. Like they're in Detroit Rock City, and they start with the lead down, 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 and the audience is going, They're singing along with everything. It's amazing. 
and their sound, they sound great. Kiss could put out a live CD with some of this stuff. Kiss is kicking major ass. The vocals <laughs> sound great. They are super energetic. Get They're, up, everybody's got to leave yeah. their seat. Get down, Dave Elfson's beating his meat. they to put your dick away in right. Detroit, Dave Elfson. <laughs> yeah, listen, Kiss, Kiss always has my heart. Kiss always has my heart. The, these guys are going, going to the old age home. Uh, with 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 metal in their hearts, performing for the fans. God bless Kiss. They're jumping and, and around and they, doing they great things. Pounds, on listen, stage. they have forty pounds of gear yeah. on them right now. Okay, they have forty pounds of gear. They've been doing it for fifty years, nonstop. Paul and Gene, you know, yeah. Two old Jewish guys getting up there on wires, swinging across the fucking audience with this right. gear, landing on his knees. You know, I, I mean, for gosh sakes, give them the credit they do because they put in the work. And they his Ibanez Iceman at the end. You know how he breaks his Ibanez at the end of the every concert? Yeah, he sure. His, he really broke it this time. They had well, he always, he always breaks it, but... Those are those that listen. Newsflash: Those are not his regular Ibanezes. You know, he gets one for that final song that's you know pre-scored a little bit and ready to be broken. And you know, they yeah. they you know they have a they have a truckload of those. You know, yeah. but yeah. Uh, you know we do it all for the fans. We uh, we go out and uh, we do it all for the fans and a nominal fee. I bet they go through nominal fee. I bet they go through a quarter million dollars worth of fireworks at that show. The biggest pyro shows ever. If you've never seen Kiss live, you guys gotta see Kiss because, I mean, for gosh sakes, Kiss Kiss always puts in the work for their fans. They always put on the best entertainment show ever. They just do. They just do. That's what Kiss does. They do it for their fans. They do. I mean, they do it for money too. But you know, look, they earn that money. They work their ass off. They work. Paul their ass off. Voice I've sounds- never been to a Kiss show. I've never enjoyed. They're in you great know? shape. His Paul's voice oh, yeah. is sounding great. Yeah. Gene has always sounded great, and they're and look, big, and look. Let, let me let me great. Let, let me put this to rest real quick. Okay, yes, Kiss uses a little bit of backing vocals on the backing tracks. Okay, but for the most part, Paul's singing most of it, and Gene's singing most of it. You know, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, look when when you get to that age, you need a little help. I'd rather them do most of the singing and have a little backing tracks for vocals. Cause you know, you gotta, and um, I've never been to a, a kiss show that I was not thrilled, thrilled. And, and, you know, Bozik says a, a quote from Paul Stanley. We want to say to you fans, we love you because without you, we'd all be poor. <laughs> and, and he's right. Kiss is always about all the fans, man. I've seen them many times over the years. With various lineups, and um, you know, they, they've always put on a thousand percent. And you know, Tommy Thayer is doing a good job as Ace, and you know, he I, I get, I get the whole controversy and whatever. He's and look, doing a great they, job. They, 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 you know, they even said, look, Ace Fraley might, you know, show up at uh, some of those final shows. He's invited, and Ace says, I'll, I'll come if they pay me right. You know, so who knows what'll happen? And um, at the end of the day. You don't you don't get a bad kiss show. 
Dan in New Jersey says, I don't get Kiss. I never will. Okay, it's not for everybody, but they've made incredible livings for 50 years in the business. And, uh, you know, they've, 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 they've done it with, with all the flair and pomp and, and fireworks and, and, you know, brilliance that, that you wanted a rock show. You're not disappointed. You're not bored at a kiss show. There, Johnny, there's, they, they you're not so asleep. Much in Cairo. See if you can um, give us a picture of, uh, of, um, Gene Simmons in his demon. Uh, he's right there, Dave. Blood, the oh. demon thing. He's yeah, but right I mean, he, he, from what God year though? Thunder. Back then or now? No, now Buenos Aires of like last month, the God of Thunder. There's a picture of him with the blood, and it's all up close, and he's just like, ah, it's it's hilarious. Uh, Johnny's got to work now. You're giving uh, Johnny sorry, work, Dane. You're Johnny. on thin ice here. You're on thin what ice. What year? I mean, there's tons. I mean, there's tons. I mean, 2022. This uh, like a month ago in Buenos Aires. It was they played the like a hundred thousand people. It was the same venue that, uh, was, uh, where, uh, unfortunately, um, the Foo Fighters last show or one of their last shows oh, down there. This is so nasty. G G Bushnoff because says, I want to see this tour, but I just couldn't spend the money to not see Ace and Peter. Ace and Peter have been out for so long, man. I mean, look, I love Ace and Peter. You know, they came back in the nineties for a little bit, you know, look, I'd love to see it with Bruce Kulick, who I consider, you know, uh, one of the the best mm -hmm. guitarists out there. I consider his wife it. a Facebook friend. I'd, I'd love to see. Um, <laughs> there you go. What kind, what kind of friend? Fa she's my friend on Facebook. Facebook. It's a social media site, dude. Um, and, uh, MySpace. you know, I, I mean, you know, Eric Singer has been in the band for forever. And, you know, now he's he's obviously the cat man. And, uh, you know, look, e even, even, um, even Tommy has been in the band for a long time, but look, you know, you're not going to get ace, you know, and uh, I mean, even if you do, maybe you will at, at one time and, uh, you know, the kiss cruise, I know they extended another two weeks so they could get more shows in there. The last kiss cruise, um, you might want to go to one of those. I mean, you're just not going to get a bad show at kiss, no matter who the lineup is. And uh, Keith Campbell, I, I made this call that they would not miss the 50th anniversary. They were going to stop it at 48 years or 47 years. And I said, there's no way with the money making that the merch they will do for Kiss 50, they will not miss that opportunity. So I, I do still stick by that they will go until they've reached 50 years and can end on that high note landmark and clean up because I know I want to kiss 50th anniversary shirt, at least one of them, maybe more. I mean, the marketing, the merch for kiss 50th anniversary. Absolutely. Gene is like, you know, it's so close. Yeah. We really want to, we really want to do something special for the fans, like make more money. And, um, you know, just the uh, 50th anniversary shirts will be very limited. There will be seven tiers of them. Uh, the highest one will come with a uh, a gold hanger that Gene will bring over to your house. That's $16,000. <laughs> you know, Gene will and, put and the shirt on you. It'll go down from there. You know, it'll Dane's go down trying from to, there. Trying to look at Facebook. I I, God, You've I never heard of Facebook? <laughs> David Crosby friend request? What's this? And stuff. 
what's this David Crosby friend request? Oh, no, but, uh, you know, kiss, kiss puts on an amazing show. And, um, so yeah, that, that'll, that'll be, that'll be, uh, what they're, what they're up to right now. But, Oh, this is nasty, man. Look, (laughs) now look, that's part of the fun. That's, you know, part of the fun. Look at this. The blood. Gosh, this is awful. <laughs> Alice yeah. Martinez, That's you live down God the street from Alice Martinez. You live down the street from Gene. You live down the street from Gene. I live down the street in, in L in L A. or uh, where he just moved to. I think where did he move to? Nirvana. I don't know. Alice, what? Let's walk over there. Alice, uh, yeah. Let's let's. Uh, Alice is not real blood. I know. Thank you though. <laughs> <laughs> That could be. That's that's, that's not really, really? Gene. <laughs> I thought that was real blood for all these years. Yeah, Gene, for all the women, Gene goes down on. Uh... It's like a Korean barbecue. Oh, Alice says she lived near him when he was in Los Angeles. So she's got new neighbors. Hmm. There you go. I'm sure there'd be a, a awesome barbecue at that place. Keith Campbell says uh, my barbecue. neighbor lived. My neighbor lived one floor right above Ace Freely in the Bronx. That's cool. That, Ace that Frally. Was, Ace, <laughs> Ace Frehley. Uh back in the day. And and you know, I uh, I saw Ace at um at Christmas. I was serving him dinner at the homeless shelter. So it would be great if they would bring him on to uh to get, <laughs> get him back get him back in the saddle there. Korean barbecue <laughs> during the wrong time of the month, right there. There you go. Oh. Thank you. Thank you guys. Yeah, no, we know it's not real blood. <laughs> we know it's not real blood, kids. It is. Um, he bit his tongue. There you go. <laughs> Remember if back he bit in his the tongue, days, it'd be like a, such a long tongue. Like they were like, hose. I think somebody oh. they gave they actually gave him a tongue out of a, a cow. He has a cow tongue extension. Oh really? That's what we what if, back well, listen, what, what, I, I love here, a, I love a good tongue sandwich, boy. It's uh Here's how dedicated Gene Simmons is to to performing. Every time he does a stunt, he bites his tongue. And that's what that's real blood. Oh. (laughs) It looks like a quart. Yeah, that's like a half a gallon of blood. I mean, you have to you have to realize these guys are up. These guys are up there in age. These guys are up there in age doing this. Um, you know, I was just reading an interview with uh with uh the bassist of Triumph, the band Triumph on a hypothetical reunion tour. And uh, they said, so are you thinking of doing it? He's like, we would have the, have to have the best medical technicians around us all the time. We're on our seventies and uh, we're inhaling dry ice and smoke from pyro. And, you know, so imagine now your kiss (laughs) and you're older than the guys in triumph and you're inhaling all the smoke from the pyro there that they do. And you know all the all the, the the blood and the fire and the you know all that takes its toll, boys and girls. You know, so you can imagine. You know that's uh, that's a lot. But I, I I predict they're gonna they're gonna go to fifty. I still stick with that. That's where I'm thinking. Let's let's shift gears here because I have a lot to talk about with the stadium tour. Uh, stadium tour for you guys knowing it's coming up. It's gonna happen. It looks like it's gonna happen. Where we're, we're <laughs> Counting down the days, it's starting in the summer. We're almost there. That's around the corner. So, and let me just show this real quick. I got to show ahead. this one. I just found this one. <laughs> oh boy! 
That's when Gene. That's when Gene found out uh, he was cheated out of some royalties. <laughs> you you mean what? What do you mean? I'm I'm not getting paid my nominal fee. I have what on my chin? You would think after years and years and years of doing the same little skit that he would be like, okay, everybody's seen the blood thing. Let's let me move on to something else or not do it anymore. No, 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 man. That's that's what you're paying for. Listen, every Thanksgiving, I watch The Wizard of Oz. Every Christmas, I watch a Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah, there are certain things you do every year and you don't outgrow it and you, you don't get tired of it and and seeing gene spit fire and spit blood that's part yeah. of the thing if you went to a kiss concert and he didn't spit fire and blood you would not be happy you'd feel cheated that's, true. that's what you're going for you're going for the classics and the what older, if he spit out his teeth you know you 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 want you want when you go to a kiss show you want to hear your favorites you want to hear rock and roll night party every day you want to hear Detroit Rock City you want to hear Love Gun you want to hear all the classics if you don't hear, hear the classics you're not going to be happy classic you know? with a K yeah classic with a K Christine all right let's let's talk about the stadium tour because I I got a lot. I got a lot to say about the stadium tour. Christine, uh, 54. The older he gets, the creepier he looks, too. No, she'd be in her 60s now. He's starting to look Christine like a demon. Be. Christine 6D. Christine 60. Christine yeah. 60. That's Christine. what I'm saying. Uh, she, was, she was underage then and she's overage. I knew that now. time I saw you coming out of the old folks. Sarcophagus. Home, I knew I had to have you. Coming out of the marshals. <laughs> That's right, Alice. Thank you, Alice. <laughs> Christine is now 64, 69. When I'm 64. Plus, on this new tour, Eric, the drummer, is behind the piano doing better. I see you guys not. Their drummer, Eric, is it Eric? Eric Singer. Eric Singer Singer is behind a piano. He sits behind a grand piano, Uh and he plays Beth, I hear you, or however it goes. He plays Beth. It's great. Wow. Lindy. Lindy, help us, please. Beth, I hear you calling and you've put on a little weight. I'm not coming home to you tonight. I'm gonna be real late. Just a few more pounds and I'll be divorcing you. I see you grazing on the lawn. Oh, Beth, you're about to moo. <laughs> Beth, you're about to moo. Moo, moo, moo. <laughs> There's so many fun things I could do with that song, boy. That's my girl, Lindy Lynch. Hey, Lindy. We're talking about Kiss, but we're going to shift gears. We're going to talk about the uh, the stadium tour right now because I got, a lo- I got a lot to talk about. There's a bunch of stuff in the news. Um, let's start off with this. This one's my favorite story of the week. Phil Collin of Def Leppard has come out publicly and because now, now Johnny of course has memories of Phil Collin, Mm. Phil Collin, 
barreled through Johnny at Nam. I was right there. Yep. Johnny's shoulder's yep. never been the same. The lawsuit's pending. Uh, Phil Collin and his entourage just charging through Nam. There was Phil. Phil himself just is built like a little wall. He's not a big guy, but he's rock solid, hard, cut abs. The guy never wears a shirt. I don't think he even owns a shirt. And you just see those muscles bulging. And he just shoulder checked Johnny Bean. Just no, not purposely, but it was just he just barreled through Johnny and it was like, yeah. You know, Johnny just went. This is true. You know, this is totally uh, true. I I was there. there. I was there. Johnny Johnny is haunted. Johnny's haunted in his dreams by uh, by by Phil Collins. It's uh, and Phil Johnny Collins wakes up screaming, <laughs> <laughs> honey, honey, what's that? Oh, Phil Collins. He was he was he was coming to get me. His, his shoulder. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> and i want and i need and i love johnny bean and you know yeah elbow yeah (laughs) eat my eat my flesh (laughs) i like it johnny go on to go on to the photo of the story i'm talking about how about that look at i'm finding all these like weird pictures of this guy Johnny's got one job, <laughs> and it's too much. It's just too much. Anyway, Phil Collin recently and recently interviewed talking about the stadium tour because we're getting down to the nitty gritty. Okay, okay when's the tour we, supposed to start? This summer, June, this, July, this summer, this okay. summer. Either 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 June or July. I forget. Maybe someone in the chat has the uh, the the specific date that they're beginning, but. Um, the, the point is, look, we're getting down to the wire and everybody's worried about Vince Neal. He's out of shape. He's fat. He doesn't know the lyrics. His voice is, is crashing. Everyone's at, so they asked Phil Collin, you know, what, what's going to go on? Are you guys all still on for the show? And Phil Collin says there will be now a trainer, a personal trainer on the road with Def Leppard and Motley Crue, and he says, and he's kind of saying this with a little direction of a, of a little hint, hopefully Vince Neal will be working out. Hopefully Vince Neal will be working out with me because I will be working out, and hopefully Vince will be working out with us because everyone's asking Nikki six. Hey, how's Vince? Oh, Vince is, he's getting ready for the show. He's getting ready. You know, and then someone spots him at Baskin Robbins huffing down a banana split. So everybody, everybody's asking and concerned because think about how much money is on the table here for the stadium show. Think about all that's at stake hinging on Motley Crue. And, um, Speaking of eating, are, are we eating you, uh, Alice Martinez? I just saw it eat me. Um, that's, there's an invitation. Um, gosh, no, but no, think, think about this. You know, a lot is riding on this tour. So somebody somewhere in, in charge apparently basically said, look, we got to get through this shit. And Vince is the weak link in the chain. Vince is the weak link in the chain. So we got to get him. Sausage link. 
We got, yeah, right. We got, we got to get him in shape, like it or not. Even Dave Mustaine in the top right of the corner <laughs> is looking like, I don't think Vince is going to do it. Um, yeah. He, you know, so, so now they're at this point of, and they're trying to make it sugar coated, but they, they're at this point of the, the reality is they've got to Maybe if they sugarcoat it, he'll go they, for they, it. They've got to force this guy. <laughs> They've got to force this guy. Here's the thing, Lindy. Lindy says, will losing his we- will losing all his weight get his voice back? First of all, Vince is a vocalist, okay? You can't, you can't, um, you can't sing well when your breathing is huffing and puffing, walking across a stage, much less trying to run as Vince waddles from one side to the other. Okay. So losing the weight will help him breathe better, which will help him sing better. Then they should get a vocal coach, and he's certainly not healthy. Um, but he's got to learn the words. Someone's probably right now, like sitting with him, like a, like a school kid with a tutor, saying, "All right, Vince, here's Kickstart My Heart." Okay, when I get high, get high on speed. Uh, when when my thighs are on fire, I light in corn feed. No, no, Vince, Vince. When I get high, get high on speed. I like this guy. He's what I need. No, Vince. No, no, that's not the word. (laughs) No. So, yeah, listen. So a lot is riding on Vince Neal because Def Leppard and Motley Crue are co-headlining. So half the time, Def Leppard will finish the show. Half the time, Crue will finish the show. They're alternating. There's tons of money at stake. And all everyone has seen in these few Vince Neil solo shows, Vince not being able to finish the show, Vince not being able to sing the songs, Vince not being able to hit the notes, Vince not being able to remember the words, Vince, you know, craving licorice on on stage. I mean, you know, the guy's got to shape up. So now they've gone to the length. Wait, and they're so this ain't recent. It. This is this very recent. This is this, this week. This isn't recent. This is this week. There he is. <laughs> this picture. Oh no! This was back in the day. <laughs> That's Vince. Wow, Vince, Vince is working. 1988. Hard. That was 1988. There, Vince looked good, right? Yeah. No, listen. Um, they, they've they're they're sugarcoating it, but Phil Collin basically is like, listen, Vince is gonna work out with me. He's gonna work out with me, and and think of the contrast because Phil Collin is jacked. Phil Collin looks like that. Okay, Phil Collin is Johnny felt the the the, the steely it was, muscles. It, 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 was, it was like a brick. Over. It yeah, was like the, a brick. It was jacked. like I knocked into like a brick. Really? Yeah, it, the guy's jacked. So Phil has no worries. Phil doesn't need to work out, but he's basically going to be like, get, you know, pumping Vince Neal, uh, you know, at, at, at the at the the weights. Come on, Vince. Come on, get get that thing up. Get that thing up. And Vince is like, uh, uh, Viagra, I could do it. No, 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 Vince. The, the weights, the weights, Vince, get the weights up. Yeah. So, you know, Vince, Vince will be craving, um, you know, soft serve and uh, they'll be trying to, you know, steamroll his stomach flat. He'll get through it. I think he'll get through it. There might be one, there might be a few nights where it's kind of rough on him, but I think overall, yeah, the workout. get through it. Yeah. He'll get through it. It'll be well, mediocre listen, at, at best. At this we, at this point, they're they're forcing his hand. At this point, they, they've gone they've gone to the length of getting this trainer. They've gone to this. This is the eleventh hour. This is the eleventh fucking hour for hundreds of millions of dollars at stake. 
on yeah. this tour. And all of this is resting on the shoulders of Vince Neal, whether it's gonna whether it's gonna succeed or fail. Because keep in mind, they're not just wanting to do this for America. They're doing it, the stadium tour starting in America. They want to move this to South America. They want to move this to Europe. They want to move this to the to Asia. They want to do this tour continuing all over the world. This is a big deal. And yes, Lindy Lynch, nothing would get Vince worked up like some bang energy drink, delicious bang energy drink, yeah. getting Vince's heart popping. Yeah, because right now Vince is huffing down the Colonel's Gourmet Popcorn. And on all the chocolate and all the, the goodies that you're supposed to eat sparingly, Vince has been uh, inhaling it like a vacuum. He's never been a great singer, though. I heard an interview when Vince, back in the day, when he was in the studio, they would record him singing the song three times. And then sure. they would take the best words, so the best phrasing from those three takes and make one solid take out of it. And then they'd say, that, okay, come back in. And then they, he'd sing it two more times. And then they, out of those five takes, they would, you know, cut it off. That's how they it. make records, though. That's everybody. Yeah, does that's, that. that's normal process, Dane. I mean, let's put it this way Is Vince the most technically wonderful singer ever? No, neither was David Lee Roth. And yet they made legendary records. Great stuff. Look, I'm in Vince's corner. I want the guy to do well. I'll say this a thousand times. I love Motley Crue. I saw them a hundred times. I have all the, the records. I bought the merch. I read the book, saw the movie. Love Motley Crue. I want them to do well. But at this point, there's a lot of money at stake. And Vince, Vince is like fucking shingles. Vince doesn't care. You know, you know, Vince, Vince just needs to fucking, you know, get some pressure on him. This is that moment. This is that moment where management has said enough. Vince, you got <laughs> to get in shape. Vince, you got to get this shit in order. That's There's hundreds one. of millions of dollars at stake. Vince, get your shit together. Here's a trainer. And Nikki's like, yeah, no, Vince has been training and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, there's no results. So now Phil Collins doing the, training the, bra. The, the publicity and saying, hey, I'm going to be working out during the tour. We got a trainer. And I, I believe Vince is going to be working out with me. I believe Vince is going to be working out with me. So. There you go. This is management basically behind the scenes, pulling behind the curtain and saying, enough, Vince, this is the lengths we're going to get in that fucking gym, get your breathing straight and strong, get ready to walk across all these stages and get ready to punch out some vocals because it's a lot at stake. And this is where we step in and get a fucking trainer. No more games. This is the 11th hour. So there you go. So this is Phil Collin basically going and, you know, doing a polite way of saying, yeah, we're having a trainer. We're going to work out. And uh, Vince is going to work with us. Vince is going to be there working out. Um, you know, Vince is going to be right with us and uh, he's going to be doing good. And, uh, you know, that that's all you could really do at this point. That's all you could really do is just, you know, put it out there. Because it's just nuts at this point. It's just it's gotten so out of hand. Because 
back in the day, all these musicians just got so much praise. Everybody, oh, you're so freaking awesome. It's just coming in from everywhere. Every time they go anywhere, any bar gig, any any gig, any record, anything they did, they get so many people are like, man, we love you. You're so awesome. And then now it's all flipped the other direction where everybody, all we're doing is everybody out in the world is making fun of these musicians that can't sing anymore. I mean, well, he, about he, Paul McCartney now. But here's like, the oh, thing. Here's God, the thing. Here's the thing. I, I don't, I like these guys putting in the work as best they can. I respect John Bon Jovi because the guy is doing his best. His voice is giving out, but he's there trying. He knows the words. He knows how to work an audience. He's still an entertainer, okay? David Lee Roth knows his words. He doesn't have the ability anymore, but he's an entertainer. They're putting on a show. Kiss needs a little bit of backing vocals. I understand when people get old. I get it. I get when you are trying your best, when you are trying to do the performance, when you're putting in a thousand percent of your ability, some people still have it. Look, Jeff Tate can still belt out vocals. Um, You know, Paul Stanley can still do his dances and his vocals as best he can. You know, John Bon Jovi, not so much the vocals, but he could get the other things done. They're trying. They're putting in as best the effort that they can do. And that's all we as fans can ask. I will go to a show where I will see John Bon Jovi struggling, and it's sad, but I'm appreciating this guy's effort. I've worked, you know, I've enjoyed all that they've done for us over the years. And I appreciate these efforts. Look, Warrant is still able to kill it. Slaughter's still able to kill it. Skid Row has new injection, still able to kill it. You know, there's, as long as you're putting in 100% of what you can do, I will buy the tickets. I will buy the shirt. I will buy the CD. I will support you. Because you, for the, all these years since the 80s, have entertained me, and I'm not going to betray you. I'm going to put in the money. I'm going to speak with my wallet. I'm going to say, you know what? You're trying for us. I'm going to back you up, man. I'm going to th- say thank you for all you've done. I'm going to say thank you uh, for Ned leaving the couch. I'm going to say thank you for putting out another album, for doing another tour, for giving me another chance to see you guys live while everyone's living. Say thank you, Ned, for coming on yeah, the show. It's, it's rough on these guys now because the, all the because they're getting older. We're all, all, the all getting older now. It's just all turned to criticism, and it's got to be tough. The amount Listen, of criticism that Vince and Don Dawkins and but but and here's the difference. Paul McCartney is getting. It's here's gonna be like, the difference. Oh, here's yeah. the difference. This is where Vince loses me. This is where. I'm mad at Vince Neal. This is where I get frustrated. This is the difference. Because Vince Neal is not putting in the work. He's not putting the effort. He's not trying for the fans. Okay? He's not taking the time to try for the fans. Okay? When he if if I saw Vince losing weight and his voice sucked but he knew the words, I'd say Vince Rock on, brother. You're giving it your all. You're doing the best you could do. That's all I can ask. We can't expect our heroes to be, uh, you know, our musical heroes to be the way they were in, in 1985. They're not that way. I get it. But there's got to be some effort. If you're charging hundreds of dollars for stadium tour, um, you know, tickets, 
at least Joe Elliott can't hit the notes he could once hit back in the 80s. He's taken a step down, and he's still putting in 100%. They're still putting on a great show. Vince is not holding up his end of the bargain, boys and girls, and that's where I get pissed. And obviously, at this point, this is where management has drawn the line. This is where they say everyone else is rehearsing and putting in their best and sounding good, and Vince is not putting in the effort. So now we have to step in and get him a freaking trainer. And look, if Mick Mars, God bless him, can get on stage with a fused spine, okay, and stand there in pain at his age, and he's older than the rest of the guys in the band, okay? If Mick can do that for two hours and play his ass off, that's showing effort. That's putting in the work. That's going above and beyond for the fans. Vince not doing that right now. And that's that's where it that's where it loses me. And that's where right now it's gotten to. That's where now there's a trainer hovering over Vince saying, uh uh uh, let me take that ice cream cone from you, buddy. Nope, nope, yeah, nope, nope, so, nope. So there's the argument now. Vince was out doing all the solo stuff, and that's where we the average people, you know, we've realized because of his solo performances and guys with their cameras watching Vince, you know, mess up his solo. He's still working. He's still practicing, but he's having a hard time doing it. I mean, there's now you can argue, hey, he shouldn't have done any of his solo performances. He should have just not done any of it. None of us would know that he can't really sing anymore. But at no, the same time, it, it, the only way that you can rehearse is by going out with a band and singing live. He hasn't lost the weight. He hasn't practiced learning the lyrics. So that's where we know during these performances, it's not a matter that his voice just gave out. It's a matter he doesn't know the fucking songs and he's waddling around on stage. And and Pink Lady says, nobody is critical of Vince except Mancuda. Pink Lady, I got to disagree respectfully because go Google it. Everybody at this point is critical of Vince Neil. Okay. Well, I don't want to be. I don't want to be. I love Vince Neil. I'm on his side. I'm in his corner. I want him to do his best. Now he's being forced to do his best. There's there's still tons of people, believe it or not, that are like, oh, yeah, he's the guy that does that one song, Home Sweet Home, right? That's all they know about him. Yeah, and Jesus Rapes Me says $100 <laughs> is a stadium ticket. That's your basic stadium ticket. Okay, that's your in the bleachers stadium ticket. You go down to the early rows, eight hundred dollars, thousand dollars more. Yeah. Those those tickets aren't cheap, man. Believe me, and, I priced them. And to make a meme floor like seats this, what we're looking seats. at right now, that's a meme. And so for these guys, it's just fun to take somebody that's at the top of their game and try to shoot them down. And that's why why somebody's making a McDonald's meme right here and you know maybe he's let himself go but when you get up to a certain age uh it's tough not to let yourself go i I do understand the point you're trying to make he should stay in shape for his fans but not just that look they're paying him a fortune but again you take a job let let me tell you something let me tell you something okay when i take a movie role and they say slim down you know what i do I fucking slim down because it's a job. 
You're getting paid to do a job, okay? I had to lose a certain amount of weight for a film. I lose the weight. Then you learn the lines. There's a script. They say, here's your script. There's your character. Learn your fucking lines so that when you show up to set, there's no wasting film. There's no wasting everyone else's time. You know your lines. You're ready to go. You do your performance the best you can because you've practiced, you've rehearsed, you've gotten ready, you've prepared. You know why? Because you're paid to do that. This is a job. And Vince is getting paid so much money per show to do that job. That's where responsibility comes in. Now, take the other element If you're grateful to your fans, you do that. Do your job. It's that simple. If you went to work, you guys work in an office, you work in construction, okay? If you come in and you didn't get a night's sleep and you're slagging around and you're not doing, is your boss going to get on you? Are they going to say, hey, 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 you're supposed to move those bricks over there and you were supposed to get those files done? What what are you doing? Oh, I didn't get sleep. Uh, It's like, hey, hey, you're coming to work. You're doing your job. We're paying you. That's the story with that. It's a job. It's a job you're blessed to have. So you put in a thousand percent. That's what you do. The rest of the band is ready to go. Rest of the band, if Mick Mars can stand there and do it in pain, you, Vince, can learn the words and lose some weight. Yeah, because you don't want to turn into an internet meme. Yeah, and Jesus rapes me. says, how do you forget lyrics that you wrote and have sung 35,000 times? He's right. Nikki wrote them. Nikki wrote them. Okay. Okay, so Nikki wrote them. Yeah. But you've sung them 35,000. Look, if yeah. I know the words, if I know the words to kickstart my heart, Shouldn't Vince Neal? He should. Yeah, he he should know him. But that's where his uh, solo project stuff. It, at least, at least, he's out doing that. Even though that has ruined his reputation, he's still out trying to get through a bunch of shows, singing those songs. So at least you know there is that. He's tried a little bit, but he he doesn't have the work ethic that he should have. And that's what it boils down to. Like I said, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm not trying to be a Vince Basher. But he I never love did it. Vince. I love Vince Neal. I've I've spent the, I've I've backed it up with my wallet. Okay, I've bought all the stuff. I play the music. Love Motley Crue. Okay, it's not a matter of inability that I'm complaining about. It's a matter of laziness that I'm complaining about. Right. That's that's what that's about. So there you go. So that's that's as far as Vince. Now let's let's go a little further right now. Uh, Joan Jett has been interviewed a lot, and the first th- the first thing is she's at war with Ted Nugent. Okay, nice. just out and out war. Uh, Ted Nugent basically fired a volley at her, basically saying at one point she was listed in the 100 greatest guitarists of all time in an article, and he was not. Rolling Stone magazine. Yeah. And um, and he basically said, you know, I don't know where in the world Joan Jett is a good guitarist. Um, you know, the idea that uh, that that she thinks she deserves to be in there or they put her in there. That's ridiculous. You know, she does some punk stuff and uh, that's nice for her little garage act or whatever. But um, 
you know, she she did not deserve any any recognition for her guitar playing. And Joan basically fired back and said, "What? And you do? You're 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 some you know special guitarist. And look, I didn't write this list, but you know, I didn't think I belonged on there either. But I certainly didn't belong. Think you belonged on there either. And you know, maybe at the time someone thought it and whatever. And that's great. But you know, no reason to slag me. And you know." Ted basically fired back, you know, well, you know, all the uh, plastic from your surgeries must have gone to your head because, uh, you know, you're no good guitarist and blah, 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 blah. And look, personally, I think they're both good guitarists. Joan is a very underrated guitarist. And Ted Nugent, I mean, he's Uncle Ted, yeah, you know, Wango Tango, out. Sweet Poon Ted, you know. And uh, she's uh, Aunt Joan. No, look, they're, they're both good. You know, regardless of what you think of them as people and, and whatever views they have outside of the music world, they're both legends. They're both great musicians. Yeah. And, um, you know, I don't know why it had to bother Ted so much to fire volleys at Joan Jett, you know, um, you know. I don't. I don't know the why. People making up be... the list were like, "Okay, look. Okay, we're going through this. We we need a we need a female. Who's who do we got? Who do we got?" And they were sitting around the table. How about Joan Jett? Great idea. Write down Joan Jett. Boom. That's all it was. Yeah, I mean, look, none of the neither of them are, are fucking Steve Vai or Joe Satriani or Eddie Van Halen or you know they're they're you know nobody and, and they Eddie were up there. Joan Joan was like listed at number like eighty three or something in the top one hundred. I mean, you know, it wasn't like you know she was in the top ten or something. He just yeah. noticed her on the list and uh, and he just uh, he just you know started bashing her, which I don't think was right. And you know they've they've had a back and forth feud lately, and it's gotten kind of ridiculous, but. Um, you know, look, Joan I, Jett I don't... has toured her whole life. Joan Jett plays a well, so Gibson is Ted. Melody. So maker. is Ted. She straps on a Gibson Melody maker and she strums that thing for her entire tour, entire show. You never once see her take her guitar off, grab her little vocal mic, and walk around and sing like a lead singer. She's oh, every song she's playing that guitar and it's loud and she's she's crushing it. That makes a good I, player. I saw I her on stage. I saw I, her live. Recently. I yeah. agree with James G. Those some of those lists are a joke. Eddie Van Halen listed as number seven was laughable. Rolling Stone lists that. are always a joke. They're they're always weird. Yeah. So Pink Lady says Bonnie Raitt is on those lists too. I mean, look, you know, it's all subjective, really. When you get up to those upper numbers, I mean, obviously there's certain ones in the top twenty. You know, Eddie Van Halen, Randy Rhodes, Steve Vai, uh, Steve Luke, or, or you know, Joe Bonamassa. I mean, you know, there's certain yeah. guys that you know deserve yeah. to be Jimi Hendrix, you know, in, in those, you know, Prince, um, right. you know, deserve to be in those, in those, those top lists. When you get into the, you know, 50 to 100 segment, that's where it's subjective. You know, I, you know, I'm a big uh, fan of Mark Kendall and, you know, uh, you know, should he be in there? I think so. Maybe someone else doesn't. Ted Nugent might think uh, someone might think he belongs. Someone else might that think he doesn't. Great. Same with Joan, you know, um, 40 million albums. Ted sold you know, 40 million albums. No, and look, in the seventies, he was, he was kick ass. And then, you know, Eddie Van Halen came out and, and Ted kind of went down to the number two guitar player back in the day. As soon as everybody, because Ted was the man. No, but, look, um, Ted, I, I like Ted's playing. I like Jones right? playing. I, I right? just didn't think there needed to be a senseless feud brought out no. into the open out of nowhere. I don't know where that came out of, you no, know, Ted, because of his, uh, too much 
information comes out of his mouth for too many years now. Some guys just like to boost their own ego. And by boosting your own ego, ego, uh, you're, you're sort of the only way they can do it is by belittling other musicians. And that somehow makes them think that they are better if they belitt belittle these other musicians. I could and think of one guy that Ed belittles Bob's every musician that, does that, that doesn't deserve to be belittled, and uh, he's not so good. I could think of one guy. Johnny, do you have a photo of that one guy <laughs> who belittles musicians that uh, he's certainly not so yeah, good I himself? No, not that guy. In a weird way. Jammed <laughs> oh, there he is. There he is. That's the guy. I've actually jammed with local dudes that have the same problem and they badmouth the other bar bands in town to try to make them seem like they're better or something. And it's just ridiculous. Hey, Johnny, you know, I'm looking in the chat. Bozik is trying to call in on the topic. Let, let's take a call from him. Bozik, call again. I got to get another drink. Delicious bang okay. energy drink. Good idea, Johnny. <laughs> it's always the right drink at the most inappropriate moments. Waterloo. Yeah, the whole feud. Give me, give me like two minutes, Bozik. Joan is just like, dude, shut the hell up and whatever, you know. But but Ted probably shouldn't have said that. But Ted is thinking about great guitar players like some guy that is, you know, playing all the cool leads and all that kind of stuff. And she's a rhythm guitar player. Bait, well, look, you know, here's, here's, the, so here's the fact right why, now. That's why he mentioned anything. Here's the fact right now. Right now, Ted's not on. Ted's right. Oh, good. It's finally time for a jerk-off adventure because wet girls are here. I've been waiting yeah. for that. Good. Thank you. Um, no, look, I um, got to take care of this real quick. <laughs> Joan never <laughs> sees any reason to try to play a guitar lead. She's always had a lead guitar player. But again, she's playing her guitar every song, every show, five nights a week for the last 40 years or something. She's a great guitar player. She could no, sit here's down. The fact, and the fact is right now, Joan, Joan is a supporting act on probably the biggest tour that's that's gone on around right now. And she and Ted is knows it. little guitar hacks and little guitar secrets. If she sat down with Ted Nugent and Joan would probably be, if, if they were friends, Joan would say, Hey Ted, hold on a second, dude. When you're in that B minor, if you just move your little pinky down here to the G string, you could play the B nine or seven. She could probably teach him something. Joan wears a G string. So she knows all there about you it. Goes. Yeah. Um, Actually, Pink Lady brings up a good point. In this fight, uh, Joan fires back that Ted Nugent shit his pants to avoid the draft, which, you know, again, uh, I don't know if that's fact or speculative, depending who you probably ask. True. It's probably uh, it, true. it could be. It could be. I don't, I, you know, like I said, I, I don't want to, I don't want to say definitely to be fair to Ted because I don't know. But at the same time, it's just ridiculous that, that, you know, this is just going on between them. It's like, you know, why, why don't you guys just both do your best? You're both really good players. Those lists don't mean shit, you know? And, and, and when, you, um, when you over-talk politics, it, it helps to ruin your career, too. Yeah, whatever I mean, side, like, you know, every, every side you're on. And he does stupid stuff like that. And he kills yeah. animals all the time. So he's just, people are rolling well, he's, he's, You know, with, with respect, with respect uh, look, I, I never, I'm not a... Uh, I like fishing. I don't like hunting because I don't want to kill an animal, but I am a carnivore. Right. I eat it with respect to Ted and any hunters out there. If you're hunting and you're going to kill what you're going to eat, 
I, I, you know, I won't do it myself, but I respect that you can. I, I totally respect that you can because that's how some people right. eat. You right. know, Ted does. Ted doesn't. You know, kill for sport. That I can't get behind. You want to kill an animal and just make a trophy? Not a fan. Not a fan of you. But if you're gonna go and and you know, Ted skins the animal, eats the meat, makes some jerky, sells it. Yeah. People are eating. I can't. I can't. You know, I can't uh, hold it against that. I can't hold it against that. People, people hunt. People hunt. I look, like I said, I like to fish. Yeah, that's how a lot of us eat. But you know, yeah, here nor there, it doesn't matter uh what Ted does on his own, what you know, what politics Ted has versus what politics Joan has. It doesn't matter their private lives. This is all about uh, making music, and their opinions are based on their guitar playing. I just don't see the purpose of why in the world, you know, they, they have to have this this uh, fight going on, you know? Well, who has a new record coming out? <laughs> who has a new uh, product to sell? Might one, have of a new record coming yeah. out. one of them has something new. That's that's why. Maybe happens. maybe both of them. Maybe both yeah. of them. Look, they're, right? they're both Bazique. still active. They're both still active. Again, back in the Double Live Gonzo days. Oh, Zeke, uh, call in. Ted was probably one of the biggest touring bands in the world in the 70s. Bozik. Hello. Is this Bozik? Yeah. Hey, hey, brother. Is this Bozik with a B? <laughs> that hey. would be me. How you doing, man? I'm very good. How's everybody? Hey, man. Awesome. Awesome. What are you calling about? About Ted Nugent? Yeah, the, the, the whole Ted Nugent thing. Um, I, I, I was, I was seeing this on another uh, guitar YouTube channel the other day. Here's my thing with it. I'm just going to just state it briefly, and then I want to hear what John and, and Dan have to say. Um, Ted is absolutely right to be mad about these lists because the reality is the guy's one of the best riff writers of all time, and he's being specifically excluded because of his politics. I'll grab it. Like, like mm -hmm. it's, it's pretty obvious that he's never getting included on these lists because he's a hardcore right wing. Now, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that being said, I think he was absolutely, um, how do I put this? I think he guided his anger, he, he pointed his anger in the wrong direction. It's not Joan Jett's fault. You know, mm -hmm. she's not the person excluding him from a list. So, uh, you know, I kind of agree with Dane on the fact that he's belittling a, another artist's work. Um, that being said, though, um, I'm not so keen on her as a guitar player. Um, I think with, with, when you look at Joan Jett, you kind of look at a lot of these punk artists where the band is really cool, they have a lot of energy, they have a good stage presence, so it's entertaining and there's a fan base, but you can have that without being good at your instrument. You look at the Ramones, you look at the Sex Pistols, and she's kind of the same thing. When you look okay. at the band she's been in, Lita Ford, who she was in, in the Runaways with, is a much better guitar player than her. So mm -hmm. I, I still think J Joan Jett's really cool. I think, I, I think she's a good artist. But you can be that without necessarily being a great guitar player. Again, that being said, Ted shouldn't attack her. He's 100% right about not being included on these lists, though. Because the fact that he's not is a travesty. The guy's a great guitar player. And that's that's all I got to say on the topic. Talk to you guys later. Thank you, Bozik. Leave a thumbs up. All right, so 
So let, let's touch on that. I mean, I mean, here's the thing, and I've said this over the years. I, you know, Rolling Stone putting Eddie Van Halen as the seventh greatest guitar player ever uh, just shows what a joke these lists in general usually are. So I don't take a lot of these lists seriously. It's a, it's a lot like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you know, where, you know, Eminem gets in before, you know, Iron Maiden or something. You know, it's it's ridiculous. Um, I don't take a lot of a lot of um, trust in these lists. And look, uh, you know, Ted's politics, obviously, he's he's very, you know, outspoken, very political. Some people love him. Some people hate him. I look at him as a musician. To me, he's a musician. He's Uncle Ted. Love his music, love his work. His personal life, I don't give a shit. Now, some people who make these lists, I agree with, with what Bozik said, might exclude him because they personally don't like him. I don't think that's fair. At the same time, I think some people will do the same thing to Joan Jett. Maybe they say, well, we got to include some women in there. Otherwise, it doesn't seem balanced. Do I think Joan is one of the greatest guitarists ever, one of the top 100? Personally, no, I don't. I don't. With that said, I think she's great. I think she's very talented. But whatever someone's outside reasons to put someone or exclude someone on these lists, you know, you got to just make your own judgment. I mean, they shouldn't be looked at in, in a list like that as anything but their musical ability. You know, you look at Ted's work on Stranglehold. I think it's a great song. Do I think there was a lot of work of Ted's that bring him up to the level of Neil Sean, for instance, who usually is, as Pink Lady pointed out, uh, makes the back back barely of the list. No, um, you know, sometimes I could see him being excluded if they put in 99 other amazing guitar players ahead of him that I could nod and say, okay, I think Prince is a better guitar player. I think Mark Kendall's a better guitar player. I think Bruce Kulick's a better guitar player. I think Krista Garamo's a better guitar player. If I look and I, I, I haven't seen a list like that yet that I totally agree with, you know, but I've seen Ted on some lists and I've seen him excluded on some lists and I've seen Joan included and excluded on some lists. I, I just think at the end of the day, it's all subjective to whoever's writing the fucking list. You know, yeah, and hopefully, hopefully the they don't let hopefully they don't let their personal feelings about the people outside of their work affect what they write in those lists. Hopefully. That's all. Johnny, um, is there a chance you could put that list up? I don't, Can we look I don't, at even, I know tried. I don't the, even know which specific the website list. Crashed. magazine 2003. I don't even know. All, all I know is. Let, let's put it this way. I, I love the riff from Cat Scratch Fever. Is it technical? Yeah. No. Is it great? Sure it is. You know? Um, I like but, you Ted know, like, with Damn Yankees. I think he's great Ted with Ted was great with Damn Yankees. Yeah. You know, but like I said, you know, some people will include Ted on a list and some people will not. And hopefully I'd prefer it to be based on their work rather than their personal lives, their politics, their views, yeah. their et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, with that said, uh, Jones still in the news in another story was asked, hey, do you have any issue being, you know, a girl player touring with these bands, some of them known as the most misogynistic bands in metal today? 
you know, and I, I think this specifically without saying it, they're looking at Motley Crue and look, I mean, you know, back in the eighties to, to sound like the intro to Goldberg's, you know, back in the eighties, um, you know, look, it was all about sex. Everybody was getting laid. Not you, Dan. Yeah. Not you, Johnny. Yeah, no, point that but, way. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to point at you, Johnny. Not you, Dane. Not you. Uh, no, but no, but listen. Even 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 you know, Dane's girl was pounding down Lee Roth's cock in her gullet. You know, at, mm. at oh everyone, everyone in the eighties. I'm just that's kidding. true. Well, it is true. It is true. Actually, it is true. Yeah. It is true but yeah, just I kidding, didn't know her then. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, but the either. point is. <laughs> Every everyone. They didn't either. I wish I did because man, I did. Hey, you come here, you. Um, no, look, we, we were all we were all you know in in, in sexual renaissance in the eighties. It was awesome, and you know, look, the lyrics were all about let's let's party, let's fuck, let's suck, let's you know do all that we do in the eighties. Um, you know, with that said, you know, Joan was also like you know. Um, you know, singing is as well about, you know, certain sexual stuff. Let's see what song. She what don't song care was about she... her reputation. She don't give a damn. Yeah, about Don't give a damn about her reputation, yeah. you know, and a couple of other songs. I mean, look, she was playing the sex aspect too, but you know, you can't really say, Hey, Joan, how do you feel? Because the guys were all misogynistic, you know, because at the same time, the girls, the girls were the opposite. The girls were, you know, the girls were, um, you know, uh, you had Fiona, you're sexing me. Come on. So, you know, the girls did it too. We were all there doing the oh, same Joan thing. Joan had that song. You know? Do you want to touch? Yeah. Do you do want to touch? Wanna touch me? Where? There. Yeah. Like, McGruff yeah, the dog. On, we, yeah, we all, we were all were doing it. In a bikini. Yeah. We uh, yeah. That. yeah we were all cringy. doing it. Yeah. We were all doing it. The girls were like, doing it too. McGruff the dog, crime dog, uh, over jacket on yeah the mcgruff crime dog trench coat yeah trench no but coat. you know you know what i'm saying all all the bands male and female we were all singing about sex we're all doing that you know um and pink lady sure it was gary glitter did it first it was a remake but she was singing it and she was playing the sexual aspect to it and you know look so was lita ford so was fiona so you know what all the girl bands were singing about sex too. We all were singing about sex and talking about it and doing it. And, you know, so, you know, she said, you know, look, I will say it doesn't bother me, but you know, all my life as a girl player, it, it has been harder for me, which I'll give her, I'll give her. Absolutely. You know, I, I remember in, in the eighties, there was, there was, you know, girl bands, Vixen and Lita and Joan and, uh, you know, and Fiona and, you know, um, a, a lot of the girl bands at the time that were really good and they didn't get a chance from a lot of people because they're like, Oh, those, those are girls. They're a cute act, but you know, they don't play like the guys. And some of them did Lita Ford rocks rocks. There are right. plenty of 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 metal girls that that just absolutely kicked some ass. I mean, more so today. You know, you have Phoenix Vanderweeden. I mean, you, you try to keep up with that girl, Nita um, Strauss. Yeah, Nita Strauss is phenomenal. Courtney, Cox. Is, Courtney uh, there's um uh, uh Nilly Broche. I mean, you you could. There's a lot of girl players that you know, guy players will be like, whoa, 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 holy shit, because they're they're more respected now. 
But back then it was, it was definitely harder uh, as a girl player to get a gig or get respected or, you know, tour with guys. It was, you know, you weren't taken as seriously. And Joan says that, which I, I have to agree with her. I have to agree with her. So, you know, it was a different time and people didn't, you know, think a girl could play as good as a guy, which is stupid, but you know, um, a lot of girls showed him up and, uh, and you know, today you got Joan as, as a supporting act in the biggest tour out there. So good for her, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and she's great. I, I, we it's saw terrific. her, we saw her live just last year or no, this year. I don't know. Recently. And it was great. Yeah, no, she's terrific. Uh, you know, Keith Campbell brings up that's why Eddie Van Halen respected her so much. Yeah, today in the chat, I'm looking. Christopher Live Sour brings up Samantha Fish. She's great. Uh, Anita Strauss, Nikki Stringfield, Nancy Wilson. Symmetry brings up. Great point. Uh, Plasmatics, the Runaways. Nancy Wilson has been playing with Sticks Vixen. lately. So they're almost like she's rejoined the band Sticks. Jennifer Batten. Jennifer Batten's amazing hip metal works. Brings up Jennifer Batten. Doro Pesh. Lee Alta. Samantha Fox. Samantha Fox. I don't think Samantha Fox played, but man, did I want to play with her. (laughs) (laughs) Good God. Samantha Fox, boys and girls. Thank you, small mouth guy. Good night, small mouth guy. Yeah. So, uh, so there's Joan Jett and, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't really look at it, you know, that way. Um, Let's see. Speaking of Motley Crue, again, Stadium Tour News. This is interesting. Motley Crue is not associated with a play that is being put on in Hollywood. Uh, If I was home right now, I would actually catch this play just to see what the deal with it is. It's called The Crew, and it's from the writer-producer of Dr. Zamba's Ghost Show. I don't know what that is, but Nikki Six has come out on Instagram and and said fans of Motley Crue have asked about a new play by David Zuccarelli's called The Crew Underneath the Dirt Lies the Truth. I was disappointed to see an advertisement using my image and our band's trademark The Crew to promote this play. The advertising is misleading because it suggests that I and the other members of the band are somehow involved with the play. We have never seen, we've never been approached about this play. Motley Crue has no connection or affiliation with this play whatsoever. Now, make no mistake, I don't know how, and where you see this poster for it. Look at this. That's the poster. It's Nikki's face, for fuck's sake. It's Nikki's face, and, it, and it's the, the band's image. You know, the band's, you know, the band's name. How the fuck, and it's about Motley Crue, how the fuck lawyers are not shutting this down post-haste in in a brutal lawsuit is beyond me. The word cease and desist would be on my lips. Injured? Need an attorney? The law offices of Bindham, Benham, and Bangham say you, Motley Crue, are getting negligent damages that these people are causing you for your pain and suffering. Molly Crew is a trademark name, and that is Nikki Six's very image that they are making money off of. 
The law offices of Bindem, Bendem, and Bangham will immediately issue a cease and desist order because Molly Crew has an attorney. Yeah. So I, I don't know how these people are getting to produce this play, and Motley Crue is not immediate. They're clearly upset about it. You know, they're very clearly upset about it and, and not behind it. How in the world they are not, and maybe they're getting ready to, 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 to sue the fuck out of them, but how in the world you, you can do that, make money off of the name and the likenesses and the story of Motley Crue like that is beyond me. What was the I guys? have no freaking idea. What so was are the show called? David Lucarelli. Hold on, hold on, Dave. David okay. Lucarelli, L-U-C-A-R-E-L-L-I, and he wrote and produced something called Dr. Zamba's Ghost Show. Which <laughs> Ghost I, Show I, of I think, Terror. I don't know if that's a, a play or something else. Do you know what that is? I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at it. Free comic book day. Oh, he makes yes. comic books. Saturday is a free comic book day. You might like his stuff. He's a, looks like he makes comic books, man. Uh, hey, listen, I I'm a huge comic book guy. You won't keep me out of the comic book store for long. Believe me, I go through the week. Um, but you know, on topic, I don't know how this has gone so far as to be ready to go in Hollywood selling tickets and this play is happening. This play is so going on play in Hollywood. It's actually going to be performed in Hollywood at some theater yeah. somewhere. Yeah. And this and isn't like, make no mistake. Permission. They don't have permission from the band. You got it. Now make no mistake. This isn't like a cover band. This is a, not a tribute band, you know, something called, uh, you know, um, uh, home sweet home, the band, you know, tribute to Motley Crue. Not like that. This is a play about Motley Crue using Motley Crue's name, using Motley Crue's images in the advertising. And literally, the story is people playing the members of Motley Crue and stuff based on, you know, things that occurred in the dirt and things like that. That's, that's, I don't even understand how that hasn't been stopped yet. It's possible that they've uh, got permission through. They didn't get permission. Nikki is coming out publicly and saying, everybody pay attention. This is nothing to do with us as the band. We have no investment in this. We have no authority in this. We have no um, permission given in this. We are not behind this play about Motley Crue. And they're using our image, our name. And, you know, I mean, any lawyer worth their salt would rip them an asshole. You know, I mean, totally. Hmm. So that uh, series on Hulu that I loved watching, Tommy and uh, Pam. Tommy and Pam. That- yeah, that uh, Molly Crew had to give them permission to, to do that then, or publishing rights. They had to pay publishing, or how's that work? I don't know exactly. There, there's Jumpy a up. level of thing. There's a level of things you can do legally with public figures. There's certain, you know, there's certain ones. Like I remember when um, when Amy Fisher, Joey Buttafuoco had a thing. Um, in the news, the Long Island Lolita, 
uh, if you guys remember that from years back. Um, I remember there were three versions, three movies of the week, one on CBS, one on NBC, and one on uh, on ABC. And one was authorized by Joey Buttafuoco, one was authorized by Amy Fisher, and one was authorized by uh, Buttafuoco's wife. And they, they all got, got some the authorization where everyone was getting paid in some way. You know, and that's a news story. Now, Motley Crue's The Dirt is a book, and they did a movie based on it, and they're using the title of it behind The Dirt. I mean, th this has lawsuit written the fuck all over it, you know? Um, but as far as the about Motley that thing goes... So, it, so the thing about Motley is just so compelling, the story of these guys. As far as the Tommy and Pam thing goes, I know I've seen interviews where um, they, they've they said, you know, Pam has been asked, hey, what do you think of the girl playing you? And she was like, wow, she's doing a good job. So I think somewhere in there, they mm -hmm. had to get some sort of rights and, and make, you know, make some payments to Tommy and Pam, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so there's some authorization behind that, or at least, you know, some royalty behind it. Molly Crew had no idea this was going on. Motley Crue is shocked and made enough to make public statements of, hey, we have nothing to do with this. No involvement whatsoever. You know, as far as the dirt, I see you guys talking in the chat about the dirt movie. I liked it. But, yeah, the book is 100 times better. It's, you know, you longer and fan. unauthorized. And, you know, you have to be a huge Motley Crue fan to just pretend that, OK, yeah, that really happened like that. Now, Bozik says you can do unauthorized stuff about public figures, which is what I was saying about Pam and Tommy and, and whatnot. Um, I got to check the statute, how it works. I'm curious, so I may look it up at work tomorrow. But I believe there is a level of things you can do. You can't use the, the public figure's image like that in an ad poster. You can't basically, you know, uh, title it as it was uh, part of the book. They're saying you behind can't use the, the music. Dirt. You can't use the the music without royalties, um, which they are. You can't it's use. A play, they're going to sing the music. So there's yeah, I'm with I'm with Drew SGS sixty. I enjoyed the Dirt <laughs> movie. Uh, it's not as good as the book, but I, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the shit out of it. Could it have been better? Sure, it could have. It could have been you know a mini series over the week and done with a bigger budget. But you know overall, as a watch, I enjoyed it. But I read the book, so I know the source material. the The book is fantastic, just fantastic. You know, cool. and uh, you know, I, I'd love to see them do something with uh, Nikki Six's heroin diaries, for that matter. Just the whole Molly Crew story was so cool. How their manager, you know, they made their first record by themselves. Their manager rented that uh, small apartment right there you know, walking distance from the Whiskey A Go Go so they could be right, you know, really close to where they played all the time. Just such a great story. And that band was just, uh, they were crazy. They'd go around yeah, buying no, other bands. They would. They were know, they were one of the best stories in, in the crazy. 80s. If yeah. you haven't read The Dirt, I urge you to get a copy. It's fucking fantastic. And I love, love, uh, biographies and autobiographies of, of rock stars from the 80s. They, I love they that They literally stuff. got away with murder. The, the Dirt is amazing. It's a great book. Um, G. Bushnoff brings up, I'd rather watch old Baywatch episodes with Pam swimming or running in a swimsuit. It's funny you mention that because uh, my you. buddy 
my buddy Mike and I, we get together a lot over the week, uh, late at night, and uh, we're both insomniacs. And we get together and we watch marathons lately of Baywatch. And I never watched it back in the day. I never watched Baywatch. But I didn't realize it lasted something like 11 seasons or something ridiculous. And the uh-huh. scripts are so bad. They're literally so bad that it feels like I'm watching pornos without the sex. Like the scripts are that level where, you know, land, you know, the, the, the lifeguards are like the authority of the world. It's like, there's drug smugglers out there. Let's get all the lifeguards together and ambush them and, you know, yeah. save the girl. Let's, yeah, Hey, there's a shark the in the water. Hey, there's yeah. a shark in the water. And one goes swimming out with a spear gun. I'll get him, Mitch. No, you know, I, I mean, it's mind blowing, but the yeah. reason those shows survived so many seasons, I figured, I figured that out too, because they're in the tightest, skimpiest bathing suits. And I'm sure these shows were on during the winter months when you're, you know, all frozen in your home and you're cold and there's the fireplace going and you're seeing all the girls bouncing their boobs and the asses in those little, you know, bathing suits with the, the Brazilian cut on them. There's so much TNA and, you know, all the guys are, you know, all cut muscular, good looking in the little budgie smugglers. And, uh, they're all in like, you know, everyone's good looking, except there's one guy who looks like someone's father. He's like the token ugly guy. He's got like he's 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 like balding with a porn stash and a weird gangly body. Is that him now? I think that's him now. Actually, what he looks like today. <laughs> that might be him. Um, that was Mayorwatch. Mayorwatch. <laughs> um, and and and, and look, women could watch the show and enjoy the show. No, too, the, the, it's it's all it's David all skin, It's yeah. all good looking guys and girls. There's there's uh. both. But they, they were they the scripts were like unbelievably bad. Yeah. But you can't turn no. away because there's Yasmin Bleeth making out with Pam Anderson on a dare, and yeah. there's you know did Donna did Jericho or whatever Jericho whatever her name was running across the beach bouncing along you know and nipples are popping um, and the girl from Charles in charge. I don't even know who these girls are. All I know is, you know, these guys are all sweaty working out in a montage and all the girls are looking like this behind the corner. It's literally like a bad porn without the sex. The sex never happens, you know, and uh, everyone's making out with everyone. And, you know, uh, yeah, Hobie, uh, David Hasselhoff's uh, son on the show, the luckiest kid in the world, you know, he's, he's like <laughs> around there. Imagine, imagine being a teenager, you know, like you're like, you know, 12, 13, you know, prime masturbation age and you're on that show and it's like, okay. And cut everyone take five. Oh, you know, you run into your trailer to get some lotion and a tissue and, Oh, Hobie. Five who, who's the oh, pretty girl that was on, uh, Charles in you know? charge, Charles in charge with Scott Bayo. There was the pretty girl on that that later went into Baywatch. I mean, they had re- they had you know re- uh, revolving and later went after casts. Scott Bayo. They had revolving casts on Baywatch. All I know was I'm just looking at at some of these girls kissing some of these guys. And I'm like, why don't I get roles like that? You know, it's like yeah. I mean, just just look just look at this uh, cast. And there was always 
they were always adding more lifeguards. It's like, yeah. you know, the next season opener, okay, it's the rookie test. We, we've got to run the gauntlet. Everyone has to run five miles in their bikinis. Oh, all right. And, you know, it's all slow motion, and you're sitting there like, oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I don't So wanna, you got you know, Pamela show. on the left, and then some dude, and then you had the older, more mature lifeguard that pretty much stayed in the office and told everybody else what to do. Yeah, she was annoying. And then she's, Hasselhoff, she's, you know, and then who's the blonde? The blonde next to Hasselhoff. There? I can't Eggers. even tell these blondes apart. There's Donna Derrico and Nicole Eggert. Oh, there, there you go. Johnny's on top of it. Charles in charge. I thought she was shorter there, than that. There's so many beautiful people in this show, guys and girls. And, and, and then uh, at the very end, Jasmine. Especially us. Is that Jasmine? And the, yeah, that, there's the so end, many. There. I mean, thank um, you. Let's Blake. see. Bozik says, uh, Pam Anderson's next show, VIP, was like the bad porn. That show made Baywatch look like an opera. I'm, I'm sure it was terrible. And, <laughs> and make no mistake, Baywatch Nights was another one, and VIP was another one. There were a bunch of spinoff shows off of this, but every yeah. one of them is technically unwatchable, but you, you just can't look away because those beautiful, beautiful people are, are just sweating and running and wet and kissing and rolling around in each other and every, off, man. every episode I mean, there's, there's an episode where there was a phantom a, a phantom of the beach and it's like a phantom the opera kind of guy kidnaps pam anderson but he's misunderstood and he rescues her and i mean you can't believe how bad these scripts are you know and uh it's it's mind-blowing how but bad it was these daytime are. television, wasn't it? It wasn't. No, 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 no. This time. was prime was time, baby. No. This was prime time. It this just was ran in syndication time. at like was three o'clock in the afternoon. For I always saw it at like three in the morning. It was always on like super late at no, night. No, it's it, it, yeah. and that's how it is now. It's in syndication now. But when it aired, I believe it was on at like nine o'clock. On what channel? You know? NBC. Uh, I don't remember which channel initially had it. It was it was one Let's of the main say. channels, though. Let's say. Was it Fox? They could probably have a streaming channel that was just Baywatch 24-7, and it would probably it's on a lot. itself and be you good. You can just watch yeah. it with the sound off. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's better that way. It's just better that way. But there's every episode has musical slow-motion montage. NBC. Yeah, it was on music. NBC. There you go. There you go. And, and it lasted what, Johnny? 11 seasons? Uh, Pamela was probably only in a few. I'm going to say three. It started or four. in 1989. It was and, that and old. It went through the 90s. It went through the 90s. 89 to 99. It was on for 10 years. And then there was Baywatch Hawaii, which was on from 99 to 2001. And Baywatch Nights and VIP. And, uh, it's, it's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing how just TNA sells that much. And, I, and look, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. But uh, when you try to watch the scripts, I mean, we make fun of them. We watch the shows. We make fun of the shows. We laugh our asses off like, oh, my God, no, no, no. Tell me that boat's not going to blow up. Oh, my God, they blew up the boat. Tell me he's not going to wrestle a shark with his bare hands. Oh, my God, he's wrestling a shark with his bare hands. It's like. Tell me they're not going to stop it. Uh, uh, they're not going to rescue a plane by swimming out to the plane 40 miles off. Oh, they're they're going in the water and swimming. 
I mean, it's mind blowing. I remember one time where Pamela was talking in an interview and they had a nice heated swimming pool for a lot of those scenes. They didn't put them out. Yeah, because the all, all the sperm but, kept that I mean, pool there warm. There would be a scene where it looked where like egg drop like, okay, soup. Pamela, we have to refilm this scene because as you were swimming, your hair kind of went over like in front of your face. So you need to swim while your hair stays back out of your, you know. Yeah, listen, there, there was, I'm sure they iced these girls down uh, because every nipple was hard in that show and uh, every ass was wet and it, it was just mind-blowingly sexy. Um, but it's just so funny how bad the scripts are, you know, yeah. and every episode musical montages. I mean, it was the one good thing about the nineties, I guess, <laughs> because like so much TV in the nineties sucked, um, just like the music scene, but it, it was, it's just mind blowing. Yeah. Watched. There was a lot of different people on there. The rock was on there. Oh, they had, they had guest stars left and right there. They had guest stars left and right. It was it was all over. Um, let, let's uh, let's shift gears for a second because I want to get to this. While we were talking about lists and how you know it doesn't matter what people are on what guitar lists and things like that, uh, there is one bright spot I have to say, and that's uh, as much as I've criticized it forever and ever and ever. The inductees of the new class of 2022 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, were were finally awarded, and you know they're, oh, no. they're Here we go. You know, you know, like I said, I always criticize when you know someone like uh, you know Eurythmics gets in before Iron Maiden, but finally, finally, Judas Priest is finally inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And it's it's Man, it's been a long time God. coming. They they will receive the Musical Excellence Award at the Fall 2022 event, which will also honor inductees Eminem, Dolly Parton, Duran Duran, Lionel Richie, Pat Benatar, The Eurythmics, and Carly Simon. Again, all of them deserving in different levels. But thank God there is actually some some rock and roll in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, um, because you know, I mean, come on, I've been saying forever. They don't Forever. stop touring. They do not stop touring. No, and Rob Halford's got got a great fucking set of pipes still. Yeah, you know, and it's it's nice to see that that's uh, that's still going on. You know, but it's it's about time that they finally it's too bad recognize that the guitar players are not with them anymore. But you know, it's a grueling grueling job. But it'd be really cool to see, uh, you know. Well, some of them are. KK and... You know, some of them are. I mean, you know, KK Downing appears as he can. But, I mean, isn't it great to finally see... And, again, I'm not saying that the others don't deserve to get in. They do. Okay? Especially Pat Benatar. I mean, I mean look, but I, I don't see it right that Eminem gets in before Judas Priest or Iron Maiden or you know any of the other bands that are you know criminally not in there yet, you know Eminem and Judas Priest are getting in at the same time. I'm just saying that you know I I, I think it's a little early for Eminem. I think it's oh. a long time late for Judas Priest. M would you know, be like, I got some skeletons in my closet, and I don't know if no one knows it. So before they throw me inside my coffin and close it, I'm going to expose it. 
Yeah, well, look, I mean, you know, Dolly Parton, of course, she deserves to be in there. And, uh, you know, I, Lionel Richie, absolutely. You know, I mean, these are legends in, in music in general. And I don't mind, you know, spreading the genre. I'm just saying when it comes to, uh, you know, who's in, who's coming in at, at when, I think it's it's way early for someone like Eminem before, uh, you know, the, the proper main metal gods get in there. You know, the people that were actually rock and roll. I mean, Lionel Richie's a fucking legend. Dolly Parton's a legend. Pat Benatar, of course. I heard a few months ago that Dolly, uh, she declined. She goes, no, 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 no. I don't know. Initial, initially, she did. Yeah. And then everyone pressured her and said, look, you know, just take the fucking award. And, and you know, and she's so humble, you know. She probably understands what it means when somebody says rock and roll. And she's like, well, I don't, rock, I don't do rock and roll. I'm a country girl. So yeah, she gets I'm, it. Yeah, and that's what she said. But, you know, look, sure. I get that the quote-unquote Rock and Roll Hall of Fame isn't just about, you know, rock and roll or heavy metal. Um, you know, and that's fine. You know, you want to spread the genres into music in general, even without changing the name of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I get it. I get it. And that's fine. You want to – look, I have no problem with legends like Dolly Parton and Lionel Richie and Pat Benatar – you know, getting awards. They're, they're well-deserved. I'll never, you know, be, be not behind them. If, if music in general is being inducted into the quote unquote rock and roll hall of fame. But when you're saying rock and roll, you got to include at least the mainstream guys that gave us that music. And, um, you know, there you go. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm excited for Duran Duran getting in there because Andy Taylor yeah. is getting back with them. For well, that. they also the they also player. are well deserved. I mean, you know, they're also very and he's very rock. Big band. Yeah, 1982, 83 when the Rio album came out, they were the biggest thing on MTV, and they they kind of let you know that you could be a preppy guy in a nice looking shirt and, and uh, be cool and, and you know, write great thin songs. leather tie, thin leather. Yeah. Tie. They, they were cool, man. They were the best dressed band in the N world. NWO Jason brings up Iron Maiden and the Scorpion should have been in there already. Absolutely, man. I mean, the yeah. Scorpions are over, over 50 years together for fuck's sake. Yeah. And, and they'll probably get in behind little Wayne if they get in at all. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's too bad that they didn't just focus on actual rock and roll. Yeah, I mean, like That's I said, I get it. And, and Neander, Neander Paul has said this a bunch of times. Look, you know, the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame should be called the Music Hall of Fame at this point yeah. you know and that's okay you want to do that that's fine but for fuck's sake at least honor guys that are legends in their genre rather than these newcomers you know i don't want to see taylor swift in there yet it's no. not it's too soon do i think she's yeah. you know a great artist absolutely do i think she deserves it before the scorpions no i want to see people get in there mm -hmm. and yeah g bushnoff says lionel richie deserves it absolutely Absolutely. The guy was in the Commodores. Yeah. I mean, think about how far back Lionel Richie goes. And how, saxophone many, how many hits saxophone. and, you know, I mean, same with Dolly Parton. I'm just saying I want to see bands like Judas Priest get in there and get their due because come on, 50 years long for the Scorpions and they're still not over 50 actually. Scorpions! Over 50. 
you know, what are they like 52 years now? 53? <laughs> I, I mean, saw them at the Yes insane. Festival in 1983. Yeah. It's you were insane. there? Yeah. Somebody called Dane, me yesterday. Dane was at Woodstock, they were there. for fuck's sake. <laughs> no, Dane was born at Woodstock. No. <laughs> Conceived at Woodstock. I've never even been in, in the state of New York. In my, I've never in even read Peanuts where Woodstock the bird hangs out with Snoopy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not fair that rap singers are getting in before rock singers. I mean, you know, some people like, you know, LL Cool J and those early guys, sure, you know. But uh, but not not the not the newer guys, not yet, not but, yet. I mean, isn't there a number of years though that you have to be around before you can even? I think I think you have to be together for like twenty five years. I believe was the number. Um, Drew SGS sixty brings up Scorpions got together in nineteen sixty five. Yeah, that's when Scorpions. they formed. That's when they formed. Think about that. Wow, I mean that's you know long standing rock bands, boys and girls. They got to get in there first. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I don't like the voting process either. But, you know, look, with, with that said, I just wanted to give a shout out to Judas Priest because well-deserved. Finally, well, 19, we get to see it. 1983, when that Scorpions Black album came out, that was the coolest thing. Blackout? Summer of 83, that was the coolest thing going. No, Blackout was a great album. And the, and the cover with the forks in his in his eyes yeah mike rogers says bon jovi opened up for the scorpions in 84 yeah no I'm, you know back oh, in the day boy back in the day and man. they have Good a unique talk. sound when that guy sings man you know it's him even to this day yeah klaus klaus still has his klaus. pipes boy he's a he's a little powerhouse that guy god bless him yeah they're all good guys too Anyway, it is time. One hundred list. Let's just talk about that for just one second. Um, the lead guitar player of the Scorpions. Um, he, he could he could be in a top one hundred of all time greatest. Well, guitar there player. there were there I'm were a couple of guys. Then. What's his name though? Um, his name is. Uh, let's see. There's Klaus. There's there's Francis. Was it a Shanker? There's Rudolph. No, Rudolph mostly played rhythm, and there was. Um, I'm remembering everybody in the band but him. He's still there. Can't be all. What was it? Was it Rudolph? Yeah. No, Rudolph Shanker no, was. Matthias Rudy? Jabs. Matthias, Matthias. Jabs. Yeah. Mark Dillon. On that list. Thank you, Mark Dillon. Mark Dillon. Channel member. Thank and you, Rudolph, Mark. And Rudolph Shanker, too. Christopher Live Sawa. Yeah, the Shanker brothers. Both of them. Mm-hmm. One in... One in uh, uh, UFO, and then uh, wait, one one star in UFO, right? And then went to MSG, or am I mixing this up? Yes, no, you're one right. Started in UFO, right? Michael Shanker, UFO. Started in UFO, and then went to MSG, Macaulay Shanker Group. Yeah, and Rudolph, pretty much. But I, I think Michael uh, and Rudolph were in the first or second second maybe even third uh they've, ufo they've had a couple of, they've had a couple of uh, guitar lineups but they were always quality and you know the music yeah uli john roth as well oh yeah good friend Scorp- of jason becker's Scorp- actually mm-hmm. the legendary jason becker mm-hmm. yeah the scorpions are fantastic they, they still are fantastic you can still go to a scorpion show see most of the original lineup or at least you know the the 
minus minus the uh the the base the base department and uh minus the drummer they're still they're still terrific well the the base department you know the drummer and the uh and the bass yeah. the rhythm section the bass rhythm player francis francis used to be their like manager or something and they ended up firing him because they got in some sort of argument over money well that that always happens so, yeah that so always winds up happening yeah Let's shift gears, boys and girls. Let's uh, let's say it is time for today's show and tell guitar. I didn't give a hint to it. Um, I forgot to give a hint. We were uh, just off and running to the races. But I will say it is uh, related to a very, very famous guitar um, by a major player in the stadium tour. Um, that, that will be your clue, but it doesn't really matter because I'm about to reveal it anyway, right after we mentioned some of our as yet unnamed sponsors today, like Vinum custom pickups, Vinum custom pickups, hand wound boutique quality pickups and an affordable price. They will make you just about anything you could think of maker of the Mancuda custom. Look at that bad boy in beautiful pink. They can make you one too, or anything you want. Craig Vinum hand winds pickups of superior quality. You just tell him what you want. Tell him you were sent by John Mancuda over at Talking Guitars and 80s Metal Live, and he will take good care of you. Vinum custom pickups. You tell him what you want. You want something like a JB in yellow that sounds a little less muddy than a JB? He'll do it for you. They'll make you whatever you want, and it'll be quality, quality, quality. Uh, check out Vinum custom pickups website, Vinum custom pickups good stuff and i guess and then, the guitar is a phil collins uh custom painted jackson phil collins the drummer phil collins phil collins Who, what are you talking about phil collins phil the collins guy from def leppard it's uh -huh. one of his custom jacksons has a vinum custom pickup in there he's it guessing might. your guitar He's I'm guessing. guessing. Oh, oh, you're guessing what the guitar. I'm okay. Guessing. I'm okay, that's not guitar. a bad guess. That's not a bad guess. Let's talk about our sponsors, though. Like Swiss Picks, the greatest gripping guitar pick out there. I'm going to get some for uh, CJ, for Craig Jr. of CHS Guitars. I'm going to get you some of these, man, because these are the greatest gripping guitar picks out there. Look at that. With raised holes for her pleasure. There you go. Ribs. Swiss picks. Dane sells them. Look at those. I do. I just got a new order of them in, so I've got a bunch of a variety of it now. And if you don't want to go to the Swiss nice. Picks website, and why wouldn't you? SwissPicks.com. You can uh, stop in at Zim's Guitars, and there they are on the rack there, right by the strings. Thank check you. For out, that is. Thank you for that. Check out some uh, some Swiss picks and uh, maybe support the, Dane. If you're yeah. Dane, will you area? ship those? I'm in the Phoenix will you ship Arizona those if some, area. If someone orders some Swiss picks from you, will you yeah, ship them? Yeah, if you those? call me tomorrow and we do the credit card over the phone thing, I'll ship them to you. So call Zim's Guitars at where? Dane? Now, you're, now you're being quiet? <laughs> this, is, this is your moment, Dane. This is your moment. I'm plugging you. <laughs> if I, if I, I've stepped on your feet a little bit tonight. Huh? There we go. But this is the one time you need to step on my feet. This is okay. when I need you to talk. You can call me tomorrow. <laughs> At 480-242-3742. And I'll tell you what variety of picks I have and what sizes. And you guys can definitely, I'll ship them to you. What the hell? Yeah. 
Something like that. Some, why not get some from uh, from Dane? Why not get some from Dane directly? Now, if he doesn't carry him, you could go to the Swiss Picks website as well, SwissPicks.com. And speaking of which, I saw Adam Reaver at uh, at Dave's funeral. Adam paying respect to the great Dave Nesdall that we were friends with and love and miss. And uh, Adam was telling me that he owns a company. Johnny, do you know what company it is? Yes, I Proud do. Proud sponsor of the show is. I know exactly what it is. It is fu-tone.com. Adam Reaver has the best upgrades at fu-tone.com. The best upgrades for your guitar. Anything you need to improve your tone. You want a bridge. You want titanium saddles. You want custom uh, tuners. You want noiseless springs. You want a detuner. You want all that stuff. You want a ready-made guitar all souped up, ready to go. You can go to fu-tone.com and check it out and see what they have for you. Because they absolutely can improve your tone of your guitar with upgrades that the pros use. You want to go to fu-tone.com. And speaking of upgrades, Johnny, if you want a kill switch for your guitar, the best made pro quality grade kill switches are Tessie Switch. Tessie Switch, go to Tessie Switch's website and check out what Tessie Switch have for you. These are the ones the pros use. These aren't the cheap ones. You get it. The local guitar store, the flea market. These are Tessie Switch. These are the ones that can take a beating as you pump those things on stage and beat the snot out of them. And they don't quit on you. They don't fail you. Tessie Switch, the greatest kill switches out there. That's what you want. You want a Tessie Switch. So there you go. Thank you, Tessie Switch and fu-tone.com and Vinem Custom Pickups and Swiss Picks. You guys picks. are awesome. Bang Energy Drink. And again, support the brands that support us. When you want upgrades, use the brands you see advertised on the show. They back us up. They back the shows up that you, for some reason, tolerate. Um, but uh, we're really, we're really proud to uh, to use these products too. So we're really happy. We eat Colonel's gourmet popcorn. We really do, um, you know, have these products in in our own instruments and homes and whatnot. And uh, so we we definitely thank our sponsors. So tonight's show and uh, you're right on top of me, Dan. Tonight's show and tell guitar is not Dane's stomach by 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 popular belief. Uh, let me let me see that tummy. Ew. Hold on. Let me see oh, that. Gross. Let me see that. Hold on, Johnny. Take it off me. I want to see Dane's stomach here. Oh my gosh. But, Isolate Dan. I want to. Oh. Jesus Christ, man! Oh, Carlos! Oh, Jesus! I thought that was Vince Neil at first. <laughs> Terrible. Bark at the moon. Are you Vince Neil's body double? <laughs> oh no. Anyway, today. See, I'm not on the big tour coming up, so I today, can be in bad shape. Today's show and tell guitar, as I mentioned, has something to do with one of the artists. On the stadium tour, it is uh, basically made to be very similar as a custom order made back in the day to a famous guitar. And you'll recognize what it's supposed to be like immediately. Johnny, if you please. (laughs) 
Look at that thing. Okay, take your snapshot and let me know when you got it. DeWalt samples today. Just fill out our quick. What was that? A commercial. Okay, take Sweet. a snapshot and let me know when you got it. I got it. Okay, this is a very, very, very similar replica to CC DeVille's original Nagel, and I know it because I own that one too. This is the same shades of pink. And green stripes in the same placement with just slight differences to tell them apart. Modeled after CC's very specific pink Nagel BC Rich Gunslinger. Small differences. First one you notice is this one is a rosewood neck. Okay. This is a, a 1988 BC Rich Gunslinger. It's a rosewood neck as the original one that CC had was a maple neck. That's the first thing you notice. There's also a little difference in the hair, but the shades of pink and green are very specifically the same or very close to the same, as close as they were willing to make it because they didn't want to make it exact, but someone basically said, I want a guitar with the colors just like CC's. Locking nut right here, Drew. And it's on the back going through because that's an 88. A little later on in 89, they did away with those locking nuts drilling through the headstock because it weakened the uh, the neck a little bit as they do. But who knew back then, right? And of course, you have that very cool pointed BC Rich reverse headstock with that cool script logo. I love that. Look at how cool that shade of pink is. Let's see if I can get this specific. That's pretty close right there. You guys can see it's the two-tone pink with the green stripes. And they didn't want to make it exact because they didn't want to piss Cece off, but they made it very similar. And this is the one that was closest to Cece's actual one. I should take a photo of them together, but they're on uh, different different locations. Because I have my guitars in multiple locations, and this one's what's, over here. What's the one on the couch? There's another one back there on the couch. The the one That's on the couch similar. is another Nagel, <laughs> but it's not it's not pink. It's not two tone pink and green. Um, and, you know, keep in mind when they made these Nagels, they they basically a lot of times. You know, I've spoken to Dan Lawrence and Glenn Matejal and the guys who originally painted these back in the '80s, and they said, "Look, here's how we determine when we when we add some leftover paint." If we had some greens, we made some green nagels at the end of the day. If we had some blue, we made some blue nagels at the end of the day. Uh, you know, if we had, you know, something custom, we made a, a custom color nagel. You know, they basically didn't want to waste paint. So, you know, the beautiful thing about the nagels is they were using multiple tones of color. And, um, you know, the, these are just some of my favorite graphics. I love... BC Rich Gunslingers, you all know that. I have a ton of them. Nagels are probably my favorite graphic of all of them. I just love them. And um, this one is just a winner. I just love it. And it's very hard to find with Rosewood uh, Reverse Snacks because they usually were maple, 
reverse necks. And um, you could custom order rosewood, and some people did. It wasn't a very popular option, so there's not that many around, but this is one of them. So a very uncommon option to have on gunslingers. Um, I had a peach one on uh, previously that also has a rosewood board, and those are the two rosewood ones I have in my collection. All the others are maple. So not, not very common to find. And of course, you know, the gunslinger, you have that cool heel to reach the upper frets, that cool cutaway heel for that, uh, that reaching upper frets black on the back, nice, smooth, glossy maple neck for fast action. And these things play terrific. They sound terrific. Uh, pickup in this one is what was pretty much standard back then. DeMarzio super distortion. And, you know, over the years, some people switched them out. Some people ordered them with EMGs. Some people uh, kept the original DeMarzio Super Distortions. Some people I've seen have Duncans in them. I've, I've put all sorts of things in various ones. And, uh, of course, a uh, an authorized Floyd Rose. Floyd Rose licensed to BC Rich. Because at the time, the only original, original Floyds you had were coming on Kramer's. Because Kramer had the exclusive deal with named Floyd Rose, you know, original Floyd Roses. So there's that. And thank you, Steve Barton. Glad you like that. Steve Barton. Now, G. Bushnoff says that guitar graphic reminds me of Duran Duran for some reason, because the artist whose art this is based, is based on, Patrick Nagel, uh, who passed away in 84, um, originally did the cover to Duran Duran's Rio album with one of these Nagel Girl graphics. These Nagel Girl paintings were often printed up in Playboy magazine. You saw them. These girl graphics were printed up uh, on prints that you often saw in hair salons in the 80s and made famous mostly by Duran Duran's Rio album. And of course, CeCe DeVille playing a gunslinger with one painted by uh, Dan Lawrence, the great Dan Lawrence painter extraordinaire and uh this is basically like that and someone just pointed out yeah it is missing the high e string i just noticed that myself i'm feeling i'm like there's something missing <laughs> it's like i'm tapping and there's no sound coming out of it and i'm like hmm yeah high e string it needs a it needs a string. Yeah. But that's easy Steve, Steve Barton. Steve Barton, thank you so much, man. Thank you, Steve. There you go. It's a five-string gunslinger. It's a Yeah, that's it's a very limited guns. production. Very limited production for when you don't want to play every song, you know, or you want a piece in a key. But again, um, I have the original one that CeCe played. And this is very, very close to it. There are some differences. I, you know, like I said, I noticed the way they did the girl's hair is a little different. The stripes are like maybe an inch off. They they purposely did a few differences to tell them apart. And of course, the rosewood versus the maple. Um, and Cece's pink shade is a smidge brighter. It's a little bit brighter of a, of a shade. Um, so there are there are some intentional differences. But uh, but that's pretty much that's pretty much the gist of it. This is as close as you'll find on the regular designs to the actual one that um, 
that CC played. But it's just a great guitar. I mean, I just love, there you go. That's a nice image of the color. You could get a good idea of the, the shades of pink and blue there, right about there, and the green. The green's a dark green on the stripes. Um, but I just love these. This screams 80s. This is as 80s as you can get, you know? And, and like I said, if anyone has any BC Rich Gunslingers, especially with Nagel Graphics, you want to get rid of, private message me on Facebook Messenger under Jonathan Mancuda. Uh, I would love to see what you got because I love these things. Cash. Cash now. <laughs> yeah, all my, all my cash went to the Mother's Day dinner. <laughs> it went to Blue Rhino Steak. $65 steak, $68 steak. Yeah, I like the a la carte, a la carte, Dave. Oh, there you man, go. I'm so hungry. That steak was so good, too. I'm sitting there. I'm eating. I'm, eating the, I, I'm, I'm such a pig. I'm eating a steak out of beef Wellington. I had two <laughs> dinners, and the, the girl, you know, the girl at the next table is with her boyfriend. You're complaining that I ordered an extra appetizer? That guy just bought his stuffed rhino a full fucking dinner. I should date him. <laughs> and there you go. That is this you week's show and tell guitar of the week. 1988 BC Rich Nagel Gunslinger in uh, CC DeVille graphic pink. There you go. <laughs> That thing is nice. Yeah, I just I just love that those. Was I, nice. can never, I, I, I can never have enough of those gunslingers. I just love them. I just love them. I think you John, have them what, all. What do you, what's your thoughts yeah, on right. what's your thoughts on people painting guitars and and using that graphic like nowadays? If somebody was to do something, well, like you're that, you're not you supposed to because you're not supposed to. And most artists won't do it. Because uh, you know you could you could risk getting sued by the estate. The Nagel estate uh, has to be paid a royalty if you use a graphic. They have to authorize it and they have to do it. So it's very it's very hard to get an artist to do it today. A oh, few shit. of them have been painted modern, but not very many at all. Because so. my buddy just painted a guitar for me. Can I show you this? Sure. I'm afraid to look. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> oh my gosh. That that's like that's like the uh the that's transitioning cool, man. version. That's like a transitioning Rio girl. That's wow. What the fuck happened? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Mancuda, you can call him tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah i think i'm gonna miss that phone call what that how is her neck uh, dane put put her back what i think it what the hell happened her neck looks like it's sticking out weird wow okay definitely not dan lawrence or uh or 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 uh or lee well listen it's i'm sure it's better than it was it started off as an ST3. It looked like it started off as an STD. It's not. <laughs> it's not a gunslinger. It's an ST3. So it had the other two single coils right here. That my buddy uh, that paints guitars for me. He's like, dude, I'll do a Nagel for you, and I'm like, for reals? And this. I'm is sure he wanted to. I'm sure this that is what was he the intention. Up with. 
And I told him, go ahead, fill the other, you know. Fill in her holes. Fill in both yeah, her holes. Her holes. <laughs> Taylor315 likes that graphic better than mine. Uh-oh. That's okay. This hey, is listen, a it's all a matter of That's actually pretty cool. This is a probably no, a listen, late I, 90s Korea um, SC3. She's Korean. Yeah, no, well, okay. no, that, that's that's an NJ series that, that should yeah. be Nagoya, Japan. That's what the no, NJ is. No, I had for. a little tag that was right here that said Korea, main Korea. Okay, so I guess it's a later NJ series. I guess I think it's, a later. it's like a Just year so after here's, they left Here's Japan. her website. If you guys want to go to her OnlyFans, it's in the chat right oh, now. Here, let me grab it. So you could, uh, let me you get could that. go. <laughs> that's, that, that's that girl's uh, website. You could go to the website and just jerk off, like it says. <laughs> no, listen, I'm, 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 I'm teasing. I mean, look, even an ugly Nagel girl is better than no Nagel girl. <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm sure it's better than, than oh. being a plain, a plain guitar. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Thumbnail. There we go. Wow. <laughs> no, that's cool, Dave. There it is. Yeah, I got cool. a friend painting guitars. It's cheap. Go is that ahead, just a, a coincidence, it. man? When and, you and saw Dave, him Dave, pull that Dave, one out? Yeah, if, someone, if someone like if someone I've had like that for about Taylor, a week now. If someone like say Taylor wants to buy that guitar, is that for sale? Um shoot me offers. Well, you you're a guitar store. I hope it's for sale. I like to keep my BC riches. All right. No, I like to keep mine too. I get it. Yeah. I get but it. I don't so have any it. American BC riches. All I got are the, you know, I got just cheapies. So that's a. Uh, I had one, and of course, I sold it. Now I regret. So that's selling that's it. a that's a, a Patrick Kegel. It's <laughs> a Patrick Kegel guitar. It's like a yeah. Nagel. Probably get sued now. If I sell nah, it, I'll get sued. If I keep it for myself, nah, nah, they won't notice that one. That you know, the the estate of Patrick Nagel go. We heard you got a Nagel guitar. Someone painted like, oh, that doesn't look like Patrick Nagel. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. That's it's, this is like one of my YouTube the, changing videos. the melody of a song. This was one of my YouTube videos where I'm doing from garbage to glitter. So I'm having my buddy paint guitars. We take a ready to sue. The law offices of Bind Them, Bang Them, and Bend Them are a reliable attorney ready to pay you the damages that you deserve due to his negligence of painting a guitar unauthorized. Yeah. There you go. And this was when he did uh, last month, you know. So once a month or so, he'll paint a guitar. Right now, he's working on a carving that's really cool. Oh, that's really cool. nice carving. No, look, I, I think all jokes aside, Dan, I think all, all the, the I've seen the, the, the entry level BCs he's painted for you. I think he's done a relatively nice job on most of them. I really do. It's kind of fun. It's just kind of fun. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What is it? You had a mockingbird that was glittered nice. That bitch behind you yeah. is very cool. You know, even, <laughs> even the Nagel, while not Dan Lawrence level, it's, uh, you know, it's still a, a Nagel design and, uh, and it's better than what most people don't have. Yeah. There you go. That's cool. Whoa, what's going on? It's so glittery it's fucking up the camera. <laughs> no, I think they, I think the guy's done some some nice jobs upgrading for you. 
Yeah, they're kind of fun. I mean, I'm just teasing silly for the show, but, you know, I think that's cool. Yeah, they can call tomorrow. and, and... During store hours, if you have interest in uh, shooting Dane an offer on that Guys, guitar. something else that, came, that I was gifted to me. So because uh, I'm uh, crabs? a YouTuber right now, look at this thing that was given to me. Look at that. That's the seal of approval. The Zim's Guitars seal. What, what's the bottom say? Sell, sell, buy, sell buy, and trade. And that's Dane right in the middle. Yeah. That's Dane right in the middle. But it's got the, you know, spreading it's got the his legs. Arizona thing here. Spreading it's got his legs. In 2016, Zim's Guitars, buy, sell, and trade. It's got a telly over here in this claw on the strat. Up here in the little banner, it says, I got the Vita, which I nice. thought was pretty cool. So, yeah, people gift you things, right? Uh, usually syphilis, but uh, I like your gift better. No, that's very, very cool. Who gave it, you that? It could it could make a cool T-shirt design, right? I, I think it's a great design. Who, who did that for you, Dan? Uh, it's, a, it's a custom of mine, and... He goes by uh, Renus Pankle, Gillis or something. Yeah, but yeah, he made me a gift, which is kind of cool. So that's very cool. I th I think you should make a uh, people uh, make for me. This was a gift. Was that from Vince Neil? An apology for uh, for his uh, show show performance. Yeah, that's that's very cool. The comedy tragedy mass of theater of pain. That's cool. Motley is that pain. is that airbrush, Dane? Um, I I have no idea. That's very cool. That was uh, on the left was Mama Kuda during Mother's Day. On the right was me when the check arrived. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's wow. cool. So much cool stuff over there. That is. There's a lot of a lot of cool stuff. Listen, uh, Dane, Dane has a lot of neat stuff. Uh, neat stuff to sell. <laughs> let's uh, let's touch on um, a little bit in the in the music news real quick. Um, Glenn Danzig points out that his current tour, backing oh, wow. up his album. Um, let's see his newest. Is he going to arrive? Is he going to be in the chat all of a sudden now? His latest album, Black Laden Crown, came out in May 2017. And that was the last album he's put out uh, so far. And he's he's touring on that right now, finally, after a billion canceled tours and whatnot. But he's uh, uh, he's saying he's getting tired of it. He's uh, getting a little, a little worn down out of touring. He's getting a little burnt out. And uh, he says, you know, he's just not having fun with it as much as he used to. Uh, Glenn, as you, as you remember, made a recent vampire spaghetti Western movie, which was fun. And uh, whoops, there he is. There he is in the chat. The hey, punk rocker guys love making movies. Uh, no, look, I, I'm I'm friendly with Glenn. I like his work. And uh, his tour supposedly is very good right now. There you go. Musicians <laughs> want to be actors. Actors want to be musicians. No, look, I wish I had the chops to be a a, a, a vocalist, and uh, vocalists want to be actors. And you know, we all want what we can't do. But uh, you know, Glenn Glenn is enjoying the movie making thing at the moment. 
So he's uh, he's he's thinking of uh, after this tour taking a break, and he's not sure he wants to go back. But then he says, to be fair, sometimes I'll get inspired and I'll just go into the studio and out of the blue, I'll just make something or I'll maybe get tired of it and and want to tour again. But for right now, uh, he he definitely wants to uh, to back off of of touring and uh and just take a chill pill with that he wrote some really cool fun songs that's for sure no listen the new album has been very well received as is the the one he did in 2010 and you know he's been consistent he doesn't put out a lot of product but you know he's he's had some legendary albums out there i love his work um i'm not just saying that as a friend i'm just saying it because i i like his work you know mother is just like a classic rock song Mother, tell your children not to walk my way. <laughs> I, rem- I remember uh, back Dude, in the day. Who are you just doing right there? <laughs> I'm glad. Uh, I remember back <laughs> in the day, um, I remember walking in, in with him to a strip club in San Diego. And the DJ suddenly was like, oh, my God, Glenn Danzig's here. And he immediately put on Mother. And all the girls wanted to come out and dance for him. And it's, it's, hey, listen, yeah. it's good to be Glenn Danzig. It really is, man. All the pregnant you strippers. Know? Were she should have put on, uh, she should have yeah, put no. on Where Eagles no. There. Oh, no, look, Glenn's, no a, Glenn's a cool cat. A bitch. Glenn's a cool cat. And those albums are really good, you know? And that's, that's cool. You know, Keith, if you're not a fan, that's all good. You know, um, mommy, I'm going, is it okay if I go out? Yeah, I mean, look, (laughs) Bozik says, I love Danzig's albums one to four after the original guitarist. It wasn't the same. No, absolutely. I I agree with that. Lineup changes sometimes, you know, aren't as good as when the band originally came out. I'll agree with that on the one to four albums. Um, With that said, I still think the products are good. You know, Um, I still think the, the, um, you know, the albums are still good. Maybe not as good as the first few, you know, but and look, that's, Misfits, that's a lot of bands. Know. Look, you know, I, I love a lot of bands, you know, I, I love, uh, you know, Warrant and, you know, have the most recent Warrant albums been as good as the first few? No, but are they, are they good? Absolutely. Sure. We were talking you know? about band logos a month or so back and, and, the Misfits have that band logo that doesn't say the Misfits. It's just that weird skull thing. That's right, well, probably, that's a that's a mascot. That's it more in on that thing. That's more. They that's more so much mascot. money off that T-shirt design. That, that's more of a mascot. You know, the Misfits was the Misfits. Danzig, you know, that's his own. That's his own. Uh, you know, his own solo stuff. So you know, solo stuff. I mean, look, Danzig. The you know the logo for that the the skull um with the danzig logo is is great mm-hmm. you know so but uh no look and i know glenn can rub people the wrong way i see in the chat i get it been there you know i've seen uh you know the video where the other guy knocks him out and whatever um you know like i said he's fine to me you know I, I get it, but look, you know, I mean, that, that's that's an individual is an individual to whoever it is, you know. But I get you, I get you. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, you know, I hope uh, I hope he gets back into the music stuff, or at least cast me in some of the movie shit, you know. <laughs> that's all good. That's all good, G. Bushnoff. That's all good. 
Uh, what was the movie Rob Zombie? I don't even uh, remember what strip club it was. I know it was in San Diego. Uh, yeah, and they really, they really were good. Those, those first four, especially those first four albums, were really, really good. You know, Twisted Cane was really good, and you know, Mother obviously is a classic. I mean, you could go on and on. Those are uh, are very cool. What was that, Glenn? What'd you say? Oh yeah, yeah, your parents. Well, you know, what do you do? We all, we all have our, uh, we all have our cross to bear, don't we? Ah. Hmm. Yeah. So that's that's what's, as far what's as the latest uh, with uh, Johnny Depp? How's how's he doing? Well, the, the the thing with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, by the way, I'm I'm enjoying the fuck out of that trial. I really am. If you haven't seen clips of that trial, I urge you to go on TikTok it's, and TikTok. watch yep. clips of the trial. She is such a lying sack of shit and and such an abuser. And and the questions the lawyer asks, her lawyer asks. So, Mr. Depp, um, uh, do you see your signature on the top of that uh, agreement there? Yes, that is my signature. Okay, so you signed that signature. Yes, that is my signature. And you agree that the the signature is legitimately your signature for the third time. That is my signature. And um, if you look on that contract, there's no dispute that that is your signature. It's the same signature that it was the first three times you just asked me. I mean, it's just ridiculous <laughs> the level that her lawyer is going to, to, to like, you know, just, just make some of this madness happen. It's Didn't just she so just ridiculous. recently have to fire one of her lawyers and she's got a whole new team of lawyers or something now? I don't even, I don't even know, to be honest. I just know it's just so ridiculous watching this shit show and pardon the pun because she shit on his pillow. Um, you know, the whole thing. I just urge you to take the time to watch it. It's so fucking entertaining watching her. There's one moment that you catch where she's like, you know, crying through the whole thing and she's trying to cry. She's like, and, and he, he hit me with a bottle and, and, he, and I don't even know. What to do. And then a lawyer whispers to something and you just see her face go. <gasps> and then she goes back remembering to be sad, <laughs> but, but you can, you can catch that moment in the camera and people have done it and said like, here's Amber Heard remembering she had to be sad and what it's, it's movies just so she blindly in? fake. It's my she's, she's, she's got money. What movie she, was she She in? plays Mara in, in the Aquaman movie most recently. And okay. um, uh, I forgot what else she was in. Okay. She was in a movie that know. I saw. You guys in the chat must know. So if Johnny wins this lawsuit, which is $50 million, she's I don't got even think she has. I don't even think she has $50 million. I don't even think she has the fifty million to give, but uh, so far in in public opinion, it's very very clear that uh, that you know who's in the right and who's in the wrong. I mean, she's just she's just pulled out so many things that were you know pr disproven. Like you know, she said you know she was beaten by Johnny, and she used to use this special makeup kit very specifically to cover up the bruises that he inflicted on her, and they're like. 
and this was the same makeup kit all the time. Yes, yes, it's it's my very specific, um, you know, uh, 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 stopper brand makeup kit, uh, number 452. And um, I've had it for many years. And, you know, of course, the makeup company gets called to the stand and says, yeah, we discontinued that in uh, 2015. And, uh, you know, we... So we, it's we, kind we, of the... We, um, you know, it's kind of the the newer generation OJ trial, but like without murder involved. Yeah, yeah, in basically. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, Bozik says she's projecting everything she actually did to Johnny in terms of physical abuse. No, look, I absolutely believe I'm of the he too crowd that I believe men very much can be abused by women just as much as women can be abused by men. And I think it all has to be taken seriously and looked into. But in this case, I absolutely believe that she is the aggressor and the abuser. I think Johnny parties like a rock star and that's what he is and that's what he does, but he is not an abuser of women. And I believe she is an abuser of men. And it's been very clearly proven in a lot of instances during this trial that this woman is lying, lying like a rug. What's the whole thing about him getting a finger cut off or she cut off a tip of his finger or something so he couldn't play yeah. guitar or something? What was that about? I, I didn't catch that scene, but I know there's a point that, you know, she did cut off part of his finger or something. I don't know if that was an accident right. or a result of some fight or whatever. So I can't really fairly speak on it, but I, I know that was something that, yeah, that, that was one of the things that, uh, that she, you know, um, with scissors or did she have a meat cleaver? I, out? I, I didn't, again, I didn't catch that oh, part of the trial, gosh. so I'm not sure, but I know she basically said, Oh, you know, he had, he had a bottle in me or something. And it's like, you, you wouldn't know if there was broken glass in oh, your vagina. I mean, glass. Yeah. This, you know, come on, don't, in don't her give vagina? It was something like that. And oh. and there was something with, you know, the, 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 I didn't shit the bed, the pet shit the bed. And he's like, the dog is this big. The turd is this big. The dog did not shit the bed. That's a human fecal matter. You know, I mean, it was just ridiculous. I mean, look, Amber Heard is a clear major gold digger. Uh, okay. She dated fucking Elon Musk and it wasn't because he's a handsome devil. Okay. Uh, th this is, you know, this is her, her MO. She wants money. And, uh, you know, she, she really is, is a vengeful girl. And this is the type of thing that she's, she's pulling on Johnny Depp. And, um, you know, this is the results of it. The, just, just watch the show, watch the clips. The the court needed a break for a week, so they took a they took a break for a few days, and it's uh, and it's it's not done yet. There's plenty going on, but um, you know, she she said, you know, she gave all their divorce settlement to charity, and that's not true. And the charities are like, uh, no. He, she got $7 million. We got $1 million. And when did they part divorce? Of that was from Johnny directly. And, you know. Did they just Johnny recently B. divorce or is this trial part of the divorce or what? No, no, no. They were already divorced. Um, oh. And um, let's see. Uh, G. Bushnoff says she chucked a bottle of vodka his way at his finger and shattered, which cut the tip of his finger off. His bodyguard had to retrieve it so it could be stitched back on. Okay. Wow. Was that it on sense. his left hand? 
I, I don't know. I keep I asking know. all these questions. I'm sorry, but it's like, wow. No, no, listen, I, I, want on, I want you, you on, I want you on the jury guitar. since you're not informed. I want you on the jury. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, you know, this Just is go good. to TikTok. This is good news, Dave. It's all on TikTok. I but see you, it. you guys should check this out on TikTok because look, I, I, I'll, I'll take everyone's accusations of abuse seriously, men and women. But you know, when, when stories are told and you see his side and her side and one side is clearly lying through her teeth and disproven at every turn. That's when it gets to a point of, you know what? This is just bullshit, you know? And clearly, uh, you know, Johnny is, is very much winning this case and, you know, look, he has a countersuit and, uh, there's a very good chance that he will win his countersuit based on what we've seen so far of him on the stand and her on the stand. Um, it's it's really really uh, you know very one sided. So look, I I hope I'm 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 rooting for him because I don't like shit like that. I hate liars. I hate uh, you know vengeful girls that that you know try to pull shit and and wind up getting getting you know they're caught in their lies. And then you know then it's it's time for payback. And uh, the law is not very kind on that when it comes to countersuits. So I have a feeling Johnny is going to uh, rip her apart with that countersuit. So, hmm. you know, what, what do you do? Well, good luck to him, I guess, on that. No, for sure. For mm-hmm. sure. And uh, in the meantime, it's great entertainment for all of us. We're all enjoying the heck out of the trial. There's a lot of fun moments to watch. You know, John, seeing Johnny's face when some of these recordings play and, um, you know, just seeing her get caught up in the lies and seeing her break character when she's supposed to be crying to talk to a lawyer and then resume crying as if, you know, she was doing it the whole time. I mean, it's just really, really bad. And, you know, uh, Warner Brothers, you know, who owns DC Comics, they have the Aquaman sequel coming out. And they've made a statement. Look, she only has 10 minutes in there and we don't want to delete that. But there is a there's a a um uh what is it a um when you gather all the signatures what what is that again petition petition there's a petition thank you johnny there's a petition running to get her scenes cut totally from the film and they're over two million signatures already wow so dang yeah and uh bozik the the answer to that question is just don't get married unless, unless you unless you want to start a family and have kids. There's just no purpose to getting married. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. It never works out. We're we're at a sixty plus sixty plus percentage divorce rate. Don't don't do it, man. It never. Yeah, look what Will Smith has been having to go through. Yeah, well, that, that guy's got his own issues lately. But wow. uh, no, look, I I, I'm getting into, I'm getting into, I'm getting entertained by this trial. I, everyone's, you know, glued to it, and I'm, I'm really thankful that they agreed to have cameras in there during the whole thing, and uh, you know, the jury must be just having a field day when this is, when this is the trial. You know, when you get a, that jury selection letter in the mail, you're like, oh god, I have to, you know, I have to do jury duty, and you know, they. This is jury for duty, D-O-O-D-Y. This is this is really duty, you know. Um, 
you know, when you get something juicy like this, like, you know, Amber Heard shitting on Johnny Depp's bed. Hey, man, ka-ching, the jackpot just hit. Your numbers came up, you know. You're not going in for the guy that got a traffic infraction. You're going in for a celebrity trial, and it's a juicy one with lots of twists and turns and lies and, you know, shit slinging. <laughs> Literally yeah. shit slinging. Gross. Yeah, no, I'm loving this. By the way, if you haven't already, please leave a thumbs up on the video. Because why not? It's free and it helps us out. Yes. We do this for you guys. Gets us this this uh episode's going to get two thousand views. You never know. Or the end of the week. You never know. If we paid for views like some other channels, it probably would. No, I yeah. don't need to do that. <laughs> no. Johnny doesn't want to get rid of that money. What do you no, think? I, I don't, it's just going to blow that. up. No. Yeah, we don't pay for views. We accept our lot in life that the views uh, <laughs> the views are low, but we we take it. No, we're, we're, we're obviously very happy with our viewers. We love and appreciate our audience. That's that's number one. That's why I come on here, man. That's why I come on here. Oh, here she comes. Watch out, boys. She'll shit the bed. Whoa, Whoa here she comes. comes. It's Amber Turd. Amber Turd. That guy's going to be in San Francisco. Thank you. Daryl Hall? Daryl Hall, yeah. He's going to be playing like next week or something. Is he with John you know Oates? That, uh, Daryl's house group no? of videos is really, what is John? Really hold cool. on, hold on. What is John Oates doing if he's not with Daryl Hall? So when you I in your privates, I'm watching you. He's just singing backup vocals. <laughs> no, really, what's he doing? I don't know. So it's it's just Daryl Hall, no John Oates. No. How do you have Hall without Oates? Uh, what is he doing? What happened Wilford to John Brim Oates? Wilfred Brimley wants to ask, what happened to the Oates? How do you have Bon Jovi without freaking the other dude? Richie Sambora. At least there's, yeah. you know, it's not a duet, though. Hall and Oates was a duet. How do you have you a Van Halen reunion without Michael Anthony? Well, without Eddie. Yeah. They're, they're, they're going to have Michael Anthony in there with, with whatever they do. There was uh, a great uh, interview with Michael Anthony uh, that dropped today with the, the Jeremy White um podcast cool and what does it say what does it say it's pretty good huh our our buddy jeremy white put out what were they saying they interviewed michael anthony uh, oh that must be cool they interviewed him on friday but it came out cool interview Mm -hmm. and he and he actually talks about that whole thing about the jason newstead how weird uh, is that stuff so yeah you guys check it out it's on Ben Hill News Desk now. So Bozik points out that uh, what, what what John Oates is actually doing, nobody knows, but but Daryl Hall has never had a hit record without him. No, they're a team. They're a team. Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, you know, if if he's retired, I mean, come on, what what else do you have to do but but play with, with Hall and Oates? What, what else, you know, I, it's, it's not a high energy show. Hall and Oates basically just sit there or stand there. It's not like a metal show where they're running around the stage and playing for that side and running around the stage and playing for that. No, they're, they're, they're sitting. They're sitting right there. 
Praveras, they're watching you. You know, they're 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 not running around. You know? They were good for what they were back in the they, day. They still are. Look, they still <laughs> are. I mean, Hall Notes or Duran Duran. Who, who I'm just saying, are? when you when you got a mustache like that, man, you got to share that with the public. You can't hide that mustache. That mustache is a legend. I don't think he has that mustache anymore. Uh, well, it's probably so, bronzed. It's probably bronzed on his. Uh, I hope he. I hope he had it bronzed and put on his mantle in a little stand. You know. And I hope it smells like uh, 1980s vaginas. <laughs> it, 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 that Daryl's house where he just invites friends over and they record and they do that. That is really good viewing. And it just shows the talent that he has where he can set in with any band after rehearsing all morning. And then they have lunch and they go record a song. He's a super talented guy. Gosh. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Daryl's house. But I mean, if, if you're in a mellow band like Hall and Oates, you know, I mean, you, you could, come on, you could go out with them for fuck's sake. G. Bushnoff is John Oates really Baba Booey's brother. <laughs> he looks like, wouldn't that be funny if like, you know, John Oates is like refusing to go on tour with Daryl Hall and Daryl Hall's like, I got to do something. Hey, uh, Gary Delabate, uh, do you want to go on tour? We'll just lower the lights. Bah, and bah, you bah, just bah. mouth the words, you know, but don't oh, show man. too much of those teeth. That's actually all right. There's just those <laughs> bands that they <laughs> needed. They wanted their songwriter. They wanted their guitar player. They just decided, let's just be a two piece, you know, because you're helping me write all these <laughs> yeah, songs. Are, yeah. Look bah, at bah, that. Booey. Well, both, both. Listen, if he doesn't open that mouth and show those horse-like choppers. <laughs> Couldn't he go to the dentist and just get them things ground down a little bit, file them down? Dude, that guy's ready to chew through chains with those things. I mean, I, I, I look at those teeth. I just want to put an apple or a carrot in that mouth. Yeah. Roast him, right? Like a pig. Pop up a No, he, he just, you know, like you give a horse, like, you know, hey, both, both. Both. <laughs> he talks to Howard. Does he still work with Wolf. Howard? Are they still together as a team or what? I think he's still a producer on Howard Stern I show, so. right? I believe oh. so. I mean, look, that, that guy that guy hit gold with Howard Stern. The king of all media and much respect to Howard because he is the king of all media. Undisputed. Yeah, um, right. You know, I mean... When when you're when you're a, a, a schlumpy looking guy like Baba Booey, and and he says, "Hey, you want to be my uh, my producer?" Oh, for 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 sure, for sure, I'll do that for sure. Oh, you know, as he slipped a little bit though, it's Howard Stern sort of eh, kind of. Let me tell you something, Howard Stern. Howard Stern's the greatest interviewer that ever lived. To this day, everyone does Howard Stern interviews. He's got books, movies. He's done it all, and he got even his deal with his initial deal with Sirius was five hundred million dollars. Right. God bless Dang. that man. God yeah. bless that man for all the adversity for, you know, people basically, uh, you know, uh, you know, turning him and saying, oh, he's a foul mouth jerk. He's obnoxious. He's you got such a foul mouth. Yeah. And you know what? We'd all kill to be Howard. And but he's even not. Baba Booey, even he's not Baba anymore. Booey. Oh, sure. Sure. He is. 
Is he? Absolutely. He seems like he's Dude, mellowed and he's just polite. He's mellowed, and... but he still swears like a sailor now that he's on okay. uh, on satellite. But but look, as far as Baba Bowie goes, th- this guy has has you know Bozik said it. He's basically made millions being Stern's verbal human punching bag. And and that's okay because you know what? Let me tell you something. I'm gonna put this out in the universe. If anyone wants me as a sidekick to to bully around on a show and pay me what Baba Booey has been paid, I am ready to go. You can shit on my fucking head for the audience. I'm ready to go for that salary that Baba Booey has made, the life that he has earned. Fucking A. And Mike Rogers, Howard Stern is not at all washed up. He gets all the biggest interviews to this day. Everyone that does an interview circuit makes the rounds to Howard Stern. Absolutely. Anyone promoting a movie. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, the movie look, he's, good. he's the gone good, through different movie. ups. He's gone through different ups and downs and not everyone has serious radio anymore. But with that said, the interviews that he still gets to this day are prestigious interviews with the biggest stars out there and all of their current projects. He makes a lot of money doing those interviews. And then he writes books. And I mean, he's got money coming out his anus, dripping with money. God bless him. He earned it. Mike Rogers says he's only live three days a week. How many does he have to be? Because it, it just replays over and over and over. Yeah. Now look, when 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 you're Howard Stern, you know you you've earned sure. that title, King of All Media. You've earned that title. You know. Um, G. Bushnoff says he's changed a bit. Yeah. Okay. I get it. Look. He's not doing some of the, you know, lesbian uh, badminton stunts that he was doing on terrestrial radio. You know, he's changed a lot of things. He's he's more of an edgy interviewer that asks the best questions and brings people's guard down in doing interviews. And he gets some really great answers that a lot of people don't, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know, as far as Joe Rogan goes, he's no Howard Stern. You know, sure, he's got his audience. He's got a popular audience and, you know, good for him. But you, you can't say that, you know, Joe Rogan is is doing the interviews that Howard Stern to this day gets. Howard is a given when you do interviews, when you do the circuit. You are doing Jimmy Fallon. You're doing Jimmy Kimmel. You're doing Late Night with... Uh, you know, whatever his name is, you're, you're doing all, you know, Seth Myers, you're doing yeah. all the late night talk shows and you're doing Stern. That's a requirement. He's one of the established must do when you're running the gauntlet of the big interviews, Stephen Colbert. Thank you. You know, um, but you know, yeah, he's not doing certain stunts like, you know, uh, you know, who, who can light the biggest farts. He's not doing that anymore, but yeah, he does ask a lot of dirty questions during his interviews. You know, no one else could pull Jennifer Aniston out there and say, so there you are and you're in your bed alone and you know, you have a vibrator there and, and you know, and these people let their guard down and they, they work with yeah. them. They answer those questions. You won't get <laughs> Jennifer Aniston talking about masturbating on Jimmy Kimmel. 
as much as I love yeah. Jimmy Kimmel, you know, because he's not going to ask him those questions. Howard's expected to ask those edgy, oh, raunchy, raw questions. The Kimmel has a live studio audience. So they can't say that on regular TV. Yeah, you, you, it's because there's no live studio audience. Yeah, we'll have to agree. I mean, you know, like I said, you know, Bozik, you like Joe Rogan. I like Howard Stern. It's just, I don't think Joe Rogan achieved the level that Stern achieved and still holds on to, you know. Um, you know, again, we'll agree to disagree on that one. You know, Joe Joe Rogan will get some great interviews and, and whatnot, but not the level of, of people that Stern will get. Stern is a must-do on the circuit. There's no skipping Stern. There is, is skipping is Joe Rogan. still in New York City, or has he moved to Texas or someplace? He's still in New York City? I believe he's still out here. I believe he's still in New York, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know he still has a house in, in uh, the Hamptons. Yeah, he's you great. Know. You know, but um, look, I, I like him. I said, I, I will always love and respect Howard Stern more than anybody as far as uh, what he's achieved and where he is today. He was basically the kick-around schmuck at shit radio stations and brought himself to the prestige that he interviews the biggest stars, the biggest stars. When, you know, Paul McCartney is putting out an album, he's going to Howard Stern. When, you know, uh, politicians are running for the presidency, they're going to Howard Stern. When, you know, you name it, he gets the top, top cream of the crop. Uh, you know, where's yeah, Eddie Trunk? Where's Eddie Trunk on your list? You got Stern. You got uh, Rogan, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. Eddie Trunk. Eddie Trunk is you know basically in in the metal genre. You know his yeah. his his videos get about three thousand views a piece for his his you know uh, his metal show videos, and uh, you know that's that's where he is. He's in a niche a niche uh, audience. Niche. The same. Basically the same audience that we're in. I mean, we'll get we'll get a thousand views. Eddie will get uh, three thousand views. You know, but he's obviously you know a, a big a big name, a bigger show, and whatnot. And um, but you know, it's he's talking about eighties metal guys. You know, which is not a mainstream thing. Howard Stern is talking to you know uh, whoever's right. you know in the new Marvel movies, talking to the Movie cast stars. of the new Marvel movie. You know, yeah. I mean. He's, yeah. he's dealing with the top of the top, you know? Yeah. E- Elon Musk, you know, I mean, you know, guys like that, you know, he's getting those guys. Johnny and I tried to get Elon Musk. We're, we're not, he didn't even send us a battery on Rogan. Uh, Rogan had Elon. I'll on, tweet him. Um, yeah. A week Johnny plays ago. Twitch. Johnny plays uh grand theft auto on Twitch with, uh, with Elon Musk. But uh, Rogan was actually saying, you know how humans, he's got this thing about Elon Musk and he's saying, Humans are developing, they're, they're growing, they're getting smarter and smarter, they're, you know, getting all this, they're just growing, they're evolving, and Elon Musk is the next, like, plateau of human life. Yeah, Keith Campbell, it's Stern is worth, over fi- is worth over 500 million. His, his serious deal, his first deal with Sirius was 500 million. He had a lot of money before that. And then once he renewed a contract, he got more money. So he's, he's well over 500 million. God bless him. Yeah, but I, I'm just saying, like I said, uh, in general, 
you know, regardless of, you know, who you like, um, you can't, you can't knock Howard Stern because like he, he is at the top of the food chain without yeah, I question. Like I, I love the guy. I love the guy. So there you go. Uh, let's see. There's something else in, in music. Oh, news I wanted to talk like about. Uh, I could skip that story. I don't even like that story. Fuck that. Well, John, I'm going to go home, buddy. All right. Long, yeah, my eyes hurt from reading this chat and everything. Staring at the computer. Uh, I'm I'm honored to read our chat. I'm honored for everyone yeah, in the chat to, uh, to be hurt. with us. I'll see you guys later. Thank you guys for having me on. Thank you, Dane. And again, ladies and gentlemen, Dane Zimmerman. If you want some of those Swiss picks, check them out over at Zim's Guitars in Arizona. Call, if you want to call, call in on... You want to call in on one of those guitars he was showing earlier? You yeah. never know. Make him an offer. Talk to him. Who knows? Give him a call during business hours tomorrow. He posted the phone number. Thank you, guys. Now, good have night. a good night, brother. All right, I love you, man. All righty. And for the rest of us, we got a couple of minutes left. You guys have any uh, topics we didn't talk about that you want to? Let's see what we got in the chat. And by the way, thank you everyone that uh, that was at David Nesdal's funeral the other day. It was nice seeing a lot of your faces. Um, you know, Craig and CJ, uh, Adam Reaver, um, um, uh, Larry Mitchell, um, just uh, you know, every everyone over there. Uh, Rob Johnson. It's nice seeing all you guys. Next time, hopefully, a better occasion than saying goodbye to our dear friends. So. Um, you know, I hope, uh, you know, I hope next time we should all live and be well in good health and see each other at something like NAM or a concert or some other fun guitar event rather than, um, than saying goodbye. So there you go. So what else do you guys want to talk about? We got, uh, we got an extra couple of minutes. Anyone want to talk about any particular band? Johnny's probably feeding the chickens or choking his chicken. And I said it the other day on the show, um, you know, with, with all these people that I, I was friends with passing away recently, uh, Neil Adams and David Nesdall and uh, George Perez of uh, comic book fame, you know, life is short. Take the time. If you've had a fight with someone and you never reconciled with them, if you have a friend you haven't talked to in a while you know, and you think they're going to be just a phone call away. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes they won't be. Sometimes, you know, God has other plans and takes them away from us. And uh, people die unexpectedly. And you never get the chance to say, I love you. I appreciate you. I'm sorry. Um, or anything like that. So, you know, take a minute and think about, you know, the, our, our friends that have passed recently and take a minute and think about who can I call, who can I reach out to, whether it's someone I, I didn't agree with or whether it's someone that I haven't spoken to in a while and I miss just, you know, take, take a minute and make that phone call out of the blue, out of the blue, just say, you know, Hey, um, I haven't spoken to you in a while. Last time I did, we weren't on good terms or I, I haven't spoken to you in a while. Maybe it's time for us to just have lunch, you know, or how are you? You know, I haven't spoken to you in a while. What's new in your life? Make that phone call. 
Just make that phone call to some friend or some relative that you haven't spoken to in a while. And, and, you know, just ask how they're doing and tell them you appreciate them. Tell them you love them. Make that apology. Just, you know, take a minute and make that phone call to somebody. Send an email to somebody. Because like I said, you never know when, uh, when someone won't be in your life, you know, it just, uh, you know, it surprises you. It, it makes you think for a minute, you know? So mm-hmm. treat everyone you love good and don't let anyone, um, escape that, uh, that phone call of just telling them that, that you care about them, you know, reach out to someone. That's all. Uh, reach let's out see, someone- touch someone. There you go, like a pedophile, like McGruff the crime oh, dog. Ah, take a bite out of my. Uh, let's see. What was? <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, someone pointed out. Uh, Kentra fifty five asked, "What do I think of the new hailstorm?" Um, I haven't heard it, but I love the the previous hailstorm albums. So. Uh, unless someone tells me otherwise and until I get it, until I get a chance to listen to it, I want to give a fair, a fair opinion on it, but I know, uh, you know, they're, they're great. And, uh, I, I expect, I'm hoping for consistency compared to some of the albums, uh, previously Lizzie Hale's voice is insanely, insanely good. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping the newest product will will stay with that consistency. And, uh, you know, we touched on it briefly last week, uh, just for a second. Uh, well wishes to Ozzy Osbourne battling COVID now uh, because Ozzy has a lot of other health problems. So throw Ozzy in your prayers as well because um, he's, you know, he's got Parkinson's and some breathing mm. problems. And, you know, COVID can be very, very dangerous for someone in his health condition. So uh, just... Uh, you know, just keep uh, keep Ozzy in your prayers as well. Anyway, most of all, speaking of appreciation, we appreciate you, our audience. We love you, our audience. Thank you tonight, uh, everyone, for watching. And, um, you know, Jesus Rapes Me brings up Firehouse. Their first album's so good. All she wrote is such a banger. Yeah, Firehouse is a great band, man. And their, their follow-up was, uh, was good, too. I think where well, they have three albums after that. I mean, really good stuff. So absolutely, um, listen to Old Firehouse for sure. But I was trying to say uh, we love and appreciate all you guys taking the time to watch the show. Leave a thumbs up. Leave a Google review, and uh, just taking the time to spend the time with us. We want to give you a break from all the bullshit out there, so you can share a couple of laughs with us. You know. So there yeah, you go. Yeah, just a couple of them. Yeah, just a couple. Just spend a couple hours with us. What what could go wrong? <laughs> a couple four. Yeah. yeah. And let's thank our channel members tonight, especially. The ones we love the most. These we we love all our uh, viewers, but we love some of you more than others. It's like it's like having children that we don't want to say, Oh, you're clearly our favorite. Uh David David Allen Wright, Mike Neese, Keenan Neighbors, Paul Martin Woods, Mr. Mick. Booby Dukakis, Smallmouth Guy, Lawrence Christensen, Symmetry, Majestic PB and J Cat, Warlag, Sherman Callahan, James 5150, James Gum, Wayno, Thomas Santiago, Vinyl Freak 5150, Dan Halen, James G Music Therapy Laz, Andy Carson, Rick Green, 
uh, the Chad, Christopher Live Sawa, All Dave All Night, Murph Murphy, Steve Barton, Fernando Riley, Laguna Palms, Robot Master Switch, R2 R3 Locking Nut, Six Chick 71, John Moronic, Hillary Lewis, Jeff T, 5150 TV, Kurt 5150, KXM Rock, R Habs, Stephen Franklin, Carol Hatcher, Sean Shreds, Margaret Scranton, Michael the Captain Smith, Jesus Rapes Me, Nicole Morazic, Brian Spaulding, False Flag, Get Better, Hope Your Penis Is Okay, Hope It Didn't Blow Up. Up during that uh, operation today, oh, Ghost PC, Rich, Hugh Caldwell, Jim Nicholas, <clears throat> Mr. BHB Jr., that's Bruce Thomas Santiago, Lenny Lou, and my little geriatric sex kitten Mary. Hope you guys are doing well. Bo Zeke and Steve Carmichael and Flying Pickle, Flying uh, Pickle, Robert Stoltz, uh, who else? The names again, that I still thank, need to add to this list. Steve O5150. There you go. Steve O5150. Flying Pickle. And by the way, thank you everyone for the nice well wishes, notes, and in some cases, nice gifts sent to Mama Mancuda. Uh, again, thank you, Charles Green and Alice Martinez for the nice gifts for Mama Mancuda for Mother's Day. Uh, Johnny is watching his mail for... Uh, from uh, our popcorn pack. It's going to be so good. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, Johnny ain't touching it. Mama Kudo will come over there. Johnny, I've been watching you. And uh, thank popcorn? you, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for the... <laughs> Mama Kudo's arm, man. Don't don't mess with her. <laughs> uh, thank you, Neander Paul. We miss you tonight, but we hope to see you soon. And um, again, leave your thoughts. Watch those videos on Skid Row. On uh, those those um, those M three <laughs> lay down in the street and watch those videos. videos. Le- 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 no, watch those videos from the uh, the M three festival of Skid Row. I want to know what you guys think of their new singer, of the way their performance was. I think it was terrific. I'm excited to see them in July. Really, really great. And uh, there you go. Wow. Yeah. Cool. And hey, don't forget tomorrow's Wednesday, right? Yeah. Tomorrow's yeah. Wednesday. New comic book day. It's new comic book day. And it's also talking Van Halen on Twitch day. 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, right here. And don't forget, join us Friday for exclusively Van Halen with Fairfield Guitar Co. Louis Costa. He's making these really awesome Van Halen replica guitar straps. I want that, one. That players such as Phil X from Bon Jovi actually uses. Nice. And uh, so check those. So come back. Come back. And very, very special surprise for you guys on Friday. Very special. Jenny's going to pull out his strap on dildo and it's going to use one of those straps. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of strap on dildos, delicious Bang energy drink. Thank you, Bang. Delicious. Mm. Use it to wash off Mama Kuda's dildo. There you go. (laughs) Oh, gross. All right. Thank you, everybody. Leave a thumbs up on your way out. And uh, love you. Appreciate you. Be well. Be kind to each other. Be careful out there. And rock on, everybody. Thank you so much for staying with us tonight. Yeah. All right. Follow me on Twitch. Goodbye. Good night, everybody.
another disappointing Mother's Day. Oh. I liked mm. it. That looks pretty good. That was delicious. <laughs> so you ate two dinners? <laughs> oh, I helped Blue Rhino out. <laughs> Look how happy he looks. He loves going to restaurants like that. Wow. He deserves it. So does my mama. Yes. My beloved mama Kuda. Good Good night, night, everybody. Love you all.